0: Your so-called friends. You are accomplice to their
1: hateful plot.
0: They are exploiting
1: you. You shall never have your freedom.
2: When the stars align, the rights shall come to bear. the signs the exiles shall be there all are not the same but three shall
0: Welcome back to Journal Updated, a podcast about the video games that give us choices. I'm Nora. I'm joined by Molly. Hi. And uh, this month we played Pyre by Supergiant Games. We did. You're just not...
2: You didn't introduce
0: me. I know. I was was behaving
3: myself. Oh, okay. We're also joined by Autumn. Hi. Hi. That's me. It (laughs) was deeply unsettling from, like... For me to be on the podcast and not get introduced first, it's like deeply weird to watch you intro the podcast and just have to wait.
0: Yeah, I was wondering if you would get indignant or something, but now I—I
3: I was totally fine. I only got indignant when you pointed out. That <laughs> I was. Now We are here.
0: The three will podcast as one.
2: That's true. <laughs> this
0: is the. We pod.
3: did put together mm. a triumvirate for this one, huh? We did. What's our name? Uh, the 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 nameless ones there we go the nameless yeah (laughs) our
0: triumvirate is the nameless i dunked that one uh (laughs) once more onto the
3: flames (laughs) what (laughs) i know i know you all do another segment before we get into the video game but can i just for one second about pyre reader best part of or or, or the the voice the voice best part of this game i love that guy reader Reader. molly Your friend Molly.
0: <laughs> now you're turning into a Dalek. Uh, Molly, what video games did you beat this month?
1: Uh, what did I play? I finished Dark Souls Two. I think I did that since the last time we mm-hmm. recorded. Um, I needed. To, oh, I actually need to write down that I played that. It's not on my list. Um, I I've mostly actually been watching Kamen Rider in my spare time. Um, been watching Commander Rider X Eight. I have started a game called The Pathless. Uh, mm-hmm. Which is a fun little game, um, mostly about running fast. It seems like, and you know what, I love that. So, how many <laughs> how many
0: paths are in the game?
1: Uh, I have not found one yet. No paths yet. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Um, but Luke pitched it to me as um, he didn't like Genshin Impact uh, because he said it was the things he didn't like about Breath of the Wild being expanded on, and he said that the pathless was, was was the things from Breath of the Wild. That he liked expanded upon Which is weird because this game has a lot of The same shit Genshin does I feel like A lot of little puzzles to solve in the world And you run fast and uh, You have a little bird You have a bird friend uh, It's fun I don't know I don't have a lot to say about it I've not played a ton of it yet um, But oh accidentally clicking on it Made it launch whoopsie um, But <laughs> hey, Welcome it's, to Molly's uh,
0: uh, Live commentary of
1: pathless. Yeah my live commentary of the pathless <laughs> no, i be closing the game. Get out of here. Um, yeah, it's a good time. I'm having fun with it. You you have a bow. Um, you're a cool lady. You run around. Uh, and like I said, you are okay. a little bird friend.
0: So it's just like Horizon Zero Dawn. I was uh, say it's, it's just, just less like racist than
1: that.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen any racism in this one yet. Where in um, Horizon Zero Dawn, it, it was noticed immediately.
3: Oh, it's on the cover of the. Of
1: the yeah, box. it's right on the whole thing. That white lady
3: sure does have dreads.
1: She does have Mm -hmm. dreads!
2: Uh,
3: Autumn, any video games this month? Um, I don't play video games a ton. Um, I, right around the time Molly started, uh, Dark Souls 2, I also started Dark Souls 2 and got about halfway through it to... (laughs) Um, I fell off of it because I had to start playing Pyre, um... Yesterday I installed Hollow Knight. Excited to check that yeah. out? Um, <coughs> you know, actually, because I, I don't do a video podcast where I talk about video games, I have recently-ish gone back to Breath of the Wild, and I finally... Like, I like that game in the way that everybody else likes that game, you know? I just think it's really good. Um, mm. It's just really good. I know that... You two are... We all three were noted Breath of the Wild haters, but now I've come around like, no, this game is exactly as good as everyone says it is.
0: I think there needs to be more... passion for me to hate it.
3: Mm-hmm. I would have to think about it mm-hmm. to hate it. I think that game's fucking great. I, I, and, I, and I hated it for three years. And I don't think... <coughs> I've heard... Molly, I've heard Molly's criticisms, I've heard your criticisms, like, I don't think that, like, I don't think that you should necessarily revisit it. I don't think that, like, oh, no, if you just try one more time, you're going to really like it. Mm -hmm. It was just, like, I decided to try one more time because I wanted a Zelda in my life, and it it, it finally clicked. It came together. I really, I'm really enjoying that game.
0: If that game were 10 hours long, I would probably really like it.
3: I mean, yeah, the The thing is, I, I want it to be Wind Waker, but just look like that. Like, I want it to be, sure. I just I want it, like, it to be, like, a classic, traditional Zelda game, and just look and sound the way that it does, because I think visually and, like, soundtrack-wise, I think it's a fucking incredible game.
0: I just, um, I was constantly sold it on Vibes, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I've got a time limit on Vibes.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Vibes, do, man, cannot live on vibes alone. That's so all.
2: That,
3: oh, <laughs> all I ever want from media is vibes. Generally, this is why I do music criticism.
0: <laughs> yeah, fair. It's literally made of vibrations.
3: Oh. No, that was the joke I was going for. Well, it's good vibes.
0: I you passed it to me and I dunked it. You d-
3: <laughs> I I was there with the oop, and you were. I had the I had, the I had the alley. No way! Like, I'm Allie. <laughs> then I have the U. It's Alu. I I'm the basketball knower, and I meant to say lob, and then I just had to kind of like you goof, go me. with it, and hope that no one would call me on that. But I was trying to make it good. I don't know. No, you you did you did good, Nora. What video games did you play?
1: <laughs> have you heard of Rogue?
3: <laughs> yeah, Rogue? I've heard
1: of Rogue.
0: <clears throat> I played more Rogue this month i streamed it i'm gonna get back to it i took like a week off uh because it's the holidays baby yeah no
1: rogue videos in my feed
0: yeah and also i work mornings for the next four days so i'm not recording anytime soon that sucks so what am i gonna do record when autumn is awake and can hear me no thank you that's embarrassing yeah it's embarrassing it's cringe yeah it's cringe bro it's cringe to record let's plays that's the hot take
3: <clears throat> I recorded a bunch of Resident Evil videos while you were here. Not that I'm saying you should like start recording Rogue while I'm around. I'm just saying that like this is just not. A thing well am affects me
0: I'm aware of the things that you do Look,
1: I'm autumn I can do <laughs> stuff without being embarrassed about it. Oh, look at yeah. me. I don't even do I don't <laughs> even do chores
0: if somebody's looking at me. So, <clears> throat> uh, throat> other than that. Uh, I haven't been playing many games, but I have been downloading several. <laughs> yeah, what, uh, what That's the movie.
3: <clears throat> I, I booted up umarangi I I downloaded that, and uh, that game's fucking incredible.
0: I just got a bunch of free stuff off of the Epic Store. Several of which are going to be played on Journal Updated, maybe even this year.
1: Not maybe even, it's just <clears bad. throat>
0: I mean, we haven't talked about when we're going to do Pillars of Eternity, but...
1: Yeah, but Tyranny. Tyranny, yeah. Um... Yeah, I'd love to download shit for free.
0: Yeah, me too. I guess I haven't really played that many video games since Rogue.
3: That's fair. It's um... a time of year, I feel like, where a lot of people slow down on their video game intake.
0: I had to play a lot of Pyre this week, though.
3: Yeah. yeah. What's up with that?
0: It fucking sucks, dude. <laughs>
1: I, I feel like I want to get out ahead of this and preface this by saying I promise we're not a hot takes podcast. Like, I swear. It's just that this game kind of sucks. I don't we like, like it. We like
0: Dishonored, right? Like, it's yeah, not so like we're there constantly are hating it. We're on the show we like. We promise. We thought we would like this one. We didn't take it so, because we thought
1: we would dislike it. So, yeah, and we had fun with Soma.
0: Like, yeah, and, like, the next couple of games we've got lined up are picked because I, we're, like, interested in them and want to see what they are. Or I am, and Molly's also <laughs> And I'm here. along for the ride. The next two I picked without any input from Molly, so...
3: Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so, I, I specifically picked this because I played this in 2017, and it was not my game of the year because I was really high on Nier Automata that year. Um... As many Which, of us were. As many of us were. Less high on it now. A lot That's of
0: people a... got high on Neuro Automata.
3: <laughs> um, so, I, I picked this game... Like, I, I wanted to talk about this on the podcast because um, I, I really liked Pyre at one time. And my politics have changed pretty dramatically. Um, this is a game that deals with revolution. Mm-hmm. It... Okay, this is a ga- let me just finish. This Sorry. is a game that deals with revolution. And like my personal politics about like <clears throat> what revolution is should be the necessity of it. Like has changed a lot. And so I was like I have wanted to revisit this game like for over a year, maybe 2 years now. I can't remember. Um of just like oh, like I'm different. I think I'm still going to like these characters. I'm still going to really enjoy this game. And I just want to see how I feel differently about the politics aspect of it. Um, and I was like, "Oh, well, we can talk about like the politics and the choice stuff on Journal Updated." And what I did not expect was that I I would play the game again, and I kind of don't like it anymore mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> and that was that was a really that's been a real bummer for me. It's just I I picked this game because it's it was one of my favorite games, and I really soured on it this time. So, Molly, have you played Pyre before?
1: No. uh, I kind of meant to, because I like Supergiant in general, uh, and I played a lot of Hades this year, and I was like, oh, well, I'm going to be able to fill in that blind spot for the only other game they've put out. Um, So you've played
0: the other three
1: Supergiant games? Yeah, I've played played Bastion when it came out, I played Transistor when it came out, uh, and I waited for Hades to get a full release before I bought it, because I try not to... Um, because I know if I buy it in early access, I'm going to burn out on it. Yeah. Um, totally. mm-hmm. so I try to wait until the entire thing is done before I do that. I bought Rogue you... Legacy 2 in early access, but I have not played it.
0: <laughs> you want to burn out when the, the game is fully done, not when it's unfinished.
1: Yes.
3: Yeah. Th- <clears throat> this is the thing that happened with me and, uh, Hades was that I, I'm a big Super Giant fan as well. And I was like, I'm going to play this when it comes out of early access. And then the week that it became, came out of early access, every person on the internet became insufferable when they're talking about it, and now I've burned out on it without even playing it. I really didn't think we would talk <laughs> that much about Hades on this episode, but...
0: Uh, you know. I
1: mean, I was telling, when I was playing Pyre, I was telling Autumn I can see, like, the direct path from how they got from Pyre to Hades. It's very oh, 100%. Yeah.
0: yeah, definitely. I haven't played Hades, and I probably won't uh, at this point, but I can definitely see based on what I've heard about Hades how you, like make pyre and you're like
1: mm, we can make this better
0: mm-hmm. we can also take this you, st-
1: you play pyre and you go they have a whole genre for this hang on <laughs>
0: <clears throat> um but yeah like what if what if all this stuff that pyre is doing but with no time limit
3: should no. we should we introduce what pyre is <clears throat> for like listeners yeah sure we do that do you want to say the forbidden words Pyre is kind of like. So Pyre is. Oh, you're going to make me say the words I don't want to say because yes. they're not true. Yes.
0: We should start with the base concept. Just tell me what is what is. All right, all right. Pyre watch. All
3: right. I'm role playing now. Okay. I'm okay. role playing. Uh-huh. Who as... are you role playing as? I uh, as a like freelance video game blogger in 2017. When Who Pirer hasn't watched out. a sport. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> Pyre is a 2017 game developed by Supergiant um, that is sort of like, what if NBA Jam was a visual novel? That now, is the I'm not really resonating
0: with your piece here, Could you maybe start it with <laughs> a paragraph <laughs> of like, present you... tense flash fiction of you <laughs> In the game, <laughs>
3: I hover my mouse over two dialogue choices about what freedom means to me.
0: Like I, dial- pass I think it ball sixteen
1: choices. <laughs>
0: no, it's not sixteen because they they want they wanted to evoke. We'll get to it. They're evoking something that is way bigger and more intricate than what they actually did. But
3: oh, okay.
0: I don't know what you mean by that. We'll,
3: we'll get there. We'll, we'll get, there. get there. So hires so, NBA Jam for the gays is what you're telling me. Yeah, there, there was discourse when this game came out, and not to the extent that it's been around Hades, but there was discourse about uh, it being diverse in some ways.
0: Um, you can change your pronouns.
3: You can... Which is I, the first
0: video game I've ever heard of that allowed for, for you know, the player character to have... Uh,
3: not a a not insignificant part of my love of this game was, I came out in 2017, and it's the first game I ever played where you could have they-them pronouns is the first game I ever played where I used they-them pronouns. So... Yeah. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Um, diversity. The, well, that is that is one of the things that people praise this game for, is diversity. But what, what the game is, is you are a reader. Um, that is how people refer to you as... Rita, there you go. Thank you, <laughs> Rita. Um, and you have been exiled into the downside, which is a sort of like purgatorial um, wasteland. Um, you were exiled from the Commonwealth, which is like where everybody the there are any any crime you do generally. Of a certain level of severity in the Commonwealth, you get exiled to um um the, down- the, down- the, downside. the downside. And so your crime was being able to read and reading and owning books. Um and you meet up with <clears> Rookie, <throat> uh Hedwin and Jodariel, uh and they're like, hey, um, there are these there's these sports called the rights. And if we, we're starting a team, um, and we're, um, like, if we win, if we win games, we're going to have the chance to go free. And so, we need someone who's able to read, like, basically the Bible, (laughs) you know? um, What if
0: the Bible was the PDF of basketball rules and regulations? (laughs) (laughs) uh, Which you can find. I looked it up once, because I was like, yeah, how do they... How do they write the rules of basketball in the NBA? Yeah, like, and it turns out that most of that wasn't actually what I wanted. It was about like what size things in the court
3: should be. Yeah, and yeah, not so much boring. like
0: describing to as as
3: if I were an alien. What is basketball? Right. Um. So you f- you form this team called the Nightwings, um, and You have a mysterious patron, um, Volfred Sandalwood, who is kind of, like, urging you on, but you don't get to meet him for a little while. And he's like, I want you to travel. I want you to do these rites. I want you to try to win. Uh, If you win, you'll have a chance to go free uh, and go back to the Commonwealth. Um, And Volfred really stresses that he wants you to, um, like... Get... He
1: wants one of each species for the Ark.
3: Yeah, he wants one... The he, the phrase that the game uses uh, a bunch is ethnic groups. Uh, so you have to is have, it? like... Yes. Um, it also says races.
0: It, it yeah. does say races. You almost picked my nose pointing at me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so you've got commoners like Hedwin. You've got demons like Jodario, which are... If a commoner spends a certain amount of time, like, you know, five, ten years. It says over a decade. Okay, over a decade. In the downside, they start to grow horns. So Jardariel has been here 14 years. She's got her horns. Sick. Rookie, who is a dog person,
0: uh, a cur. More dog than person. I noticed, like, at the end of the game that he was running on all fours. (laughs) I thought he was just an anthropomorphic dog, but no, he's just a dog. He's just a dog.
1: Yeah, he 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 got a mustache. I made him shave it. I You're a monster. He was like, he was like, "What do you think about?" It? I was like, "I think it was like shit." You're and
3: a he monster. He was like, "Oh, okay."
1: No, fuck, fuck, rookie, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I, I feel fine. like
3: I feel like after I kind of introduce everybody, we should go around and say like what we thought of each character, but we'll get there. Um, uh, Molly has the uh, structure of the podcast written down,
1: so you know, okay, well, do we'll I? Do I? Usually, <laughs> for the Mass Effect, <laughs> <super> too big. <laughs> Mass um, Effect was too big. <laughs>
3: You, you, the next uh, character you meet up with is, uh, you get to choose her name. I chose Zay. Um, I, I chose jay Zay. I, I said Shay. Shay. Okay. So yeah, you, you get to choose like a bunch of different names. But I chose Zay, so I'll call her Zay, you know, whatever.
0: In the, uh, I was looking some stuff up, and like in the like files, it seems, um, that her name is underscore A-E. That's cute.
1: Yeah, they said that her name just rhymes. It, it ends with A-E for sure. That's all that uh, they can tell you when they show up.
3: Um, she is part of the ethnic group known as Savages. Um, not good! Not good. It's not an ethnic group, though. Right, because these but are just... What is it? These are, humor, these are humans... Who are fucking weirdos. No, they're seemingly. called moon-touched. Moon-touched. Which is... I thought
1: that's just because she was a little touched in the head. I thought yes. they were just calling her that's... crazy.
0: It mentions in several tooltips that moon-touched and savage are, are synonyms in the world of Pyre. And that that refers to people
3: who are different uh-huh. in some sort of cognitive way yeah
0: that sucks
3: zay Uh zay was seemingly exiled for being like for for being luna lovegood being a little weird (laughs) being Luna lovegood is being nerd yeah 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 that's all literally
0: she says like oh they decided they didn't want to like deal with me so they got rid of me
3: yeah like a vagrancy or something you know something any anyway uh then you meet with tizo who's just a funny little guy um, oh, I love this him. little guy. is the best part of this game. Baby. I wish we could extract him from Pyre. <laughs> I, 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 um, come
1: here, you little guy.
3: He's so small. Next, you meet up with Sir Gilman, who I hate. Um, I don't hate him. I think he's fine. I think he's a little extraneous. The, so there's a... Sir Gilman is a, a, is a worm. A worm. Which is kind w. a worm. W Y R M, but he looks like a worm, what crawls on the ground, but he swims in the sea.
0: No, hungry for worms. <laughs> <laughs> um, He's a knight. He's all about chivalry and reclaiming his honor. Yes, uh, he
3: believes that he lost his honor. You know, my honor is my life, etc. Um, then you meet with Pamatha, who is a harpy, uh, and she got big titties, you know, wings and no hands. Uh Shout out to Pamatha. Shout out to Pamatha. Yeah. Uh, Then you meet, you finally meet, oh, you meet Bertrude, but she doesn't join your team until later. She is a bog witch, uh, which is like a, she's like kind of a She's a Medusa. She's a Medusa. Yeah, she's a Medusa. Okay, yeah. That's totally it. And you meet um, Volfrid, who is a tree person, and also tagging along with you this whole time is the Lone Minstrel, who is kind of like this otherworldly person. Yeah, he's neat. Um Very Should I summarize right? the, like the rest of the game or should we pause here? Uh
0: let's stop and Okay. Let's talk about characters and then let's talk about
3: triumvirates and then let's talk about the ending. Okay. Sure. I feel like I have to lay more groundwork before we can get to the ending, but I think you're right that we should pause and talk about
0: Well, the oh. the ending means when the plot happens. When the liberation rights start. That's what I mean by that. Okay, okay. Because there's not so, like a lot of
1: plot between like the first and yeah. last liberation right, honestly.
0: Yeah. So Hedwin is a normal guy. We all see Hedwin home. He's just a guy. He's just so, a guy. He's the leader of the bunch. You know him well. He's finally back to
3: Kickstarter. So so the last little bit of groundwork I'll lay is that it the the <clears> game <throat> Makes it seem like oh you're gonna get to this liberation right and then all of you are gonna go home and the twist which is like the most obvious thing in the world is that actually only one person gets to go home and so but you can
0: do multiple rights
3: yeah you you do multiple liberation rights but only one person goes home each time so uh, the it, game is clearly I think pushing you towards sending Hedwyn home the first time I think like it sets that up as, like, the choice that it wants you to make, uh, which means that none of us got to know Hedwin at all, because I think we all sent Hedwin o- home the first time, which means that none of us learned what his backstory is, because the game is kind of badly paced when it comes to doling out backstory and I th- characterization. I think it's contradicting
0: itself, because to get more interactions from a character and to know more about them and have them tell talk to you in the in the wagon and like interact with other characters you have to play as them but when it comes time to do a liberation rite you have to pick one of the three most experienced players to be liberated which means the players that have you've used the most mm-hmm. so you want to use your characters often but also Try to manage it so that you can keep the ones that you like around, but also you want to use them so you can't just leave them alone. Yeah. But also, you kind of want them
1: to go back if they want to go back.
0: If they want to go back, yeah. But, like, if I wanted to know more about Tizo, I'd have to use Tizo a lot. And I don't want to send Tizo home, especially if I just want to see more Tizo plot. Tizo can stay with
1: me forever. But then yeah. if
0: Tizo gets maxed out, he's always gonna be one of the ones on the list. And if I really don't want to send out anyone, then I'm kinda of screwed. This is where I understand where Hades comes from. Where it's like your yeah. your like system is kind of biting itself off at the tail. Yeah. And yeah. Like you're losing branches because of the nature the constricted uh, like time limit on the game, so I understand why you go from this to making the same thing, but like you can keep going through different branches infinitely. Yeah, Th- this
3: is uh, for my second liberation. Right, I sent Rookie home because I-, I like Rookie. I know Molly hates Rookie. Um, it took. He me three broke the bell.
1: Runs. That <laughs> <What>? little fucker.
3: <laughs> Tell to- your Bell story because this has never happened in when I played he- the game.
1: Okay, so. At some point you get the ability to have the boat cross the ocean uh, and or your little your little wagon crosses the ocean and in doing so they add like a bunch of little submarine parts and like a little nautical bell um, and if you go on the wagon you can ring the nautical bell and if you ring it like 5 times rookie's like hey shut the fuck up you're hurting my ears <laughs> and I'm like fuck you rookie and I ring it again and then I had a thing that pop up that said, Rookie will never forgive you for what you did. And I said, okay. <laughs> and then I left the wagon. And then after the next right, I went to click the bell. And it won't work. It will not work. You can't ring the bell anymore because it says Rookie has disabled it. And every time you go to ring the bell, it's, it's not, not working. It's not working.
0: <laughs>
3: so,
1: uh, I'll but- never forgive Rookie.
3: <laughs> I just wanted to finish my thought. Sorry. Yeah. Which was just that. I, I like Rookie, and I ended up sending Rookie home on my second Liberation right because I remembered Rookie's story, but I, I didn't actually get to see Rookie's story this time through the game, and it's like, oh, that's a character I like, and so I have opted to spend less time with him, you know? Yeah. It's a very weird system, I think. Well, we'll get to Rookie in a second, but we most of us didn't learn anything about
0: Hedwin until the end of the game, right?
3: Yeah, at the end of the game they they dole out just like a little bit of his story for. where him.
0: are you, where are they now?
3: Yeah. For every fucking character
0: in the game. Every
3: single person. Every
0: named character who ha- shows up and has like a character portrait.
3: Uh-huh. So none of us really have thoughts about Hedwood, I don't think.
0: Not really. He seemed to regret being sent back and I don't really know why cuz he it ended up being fine.
3: I'm going to say something and I think we should come back to it after we've talked about more more characters. No one seemed to want to go home? No. You know? Rookie did. Rookie Except wanted for Rookie. to go home. And I guess Hedwin and uh but also Hedwin was like, "Oh, do I have to go home? I like you guys so much."
0: But the knight also wanted to go home.
1: Yes. Sir Gilman?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he got and lucky. And Yeah. Anyway, wait uh, We'll we'll put a pin in that and come back to it. I think because I think um, so. Judarial thoughts.
0: I was gonna go for rookie next.
3: Oh, rookie, okay, yeah. go
0: go rookie, go rookie. That's what I'm always saying. <laughs> <laughs> go rookie, go rookie is great. He's cool and fun. He's very fast, and I won lots of hard matches by just waiting until rookie was back in, so that I could run and get it, and then dunk it really fast. Blitz, blitz That's strategy.
3: That's the other thing, is I kind of fucked myself because I sent Rookie home really early and then realized, oh, I was scoring a lot with Rookie. Mm-hmm. Gil-
1: Gilman's <laughs> the same guy. He does the same things.
3: Yeah, but that's Gilman so Gilman um, is not as good at banishing. Um, oh, we haven't talked about the sports aspect. That's... Uh, Because that's something the game's about. No, it's
2: not.
0: There's an orb,
1: and you must throw it into a fire. There's there's a fire on each side, and every time, depending on how big and slow your character is, it does more damage to their fire.
0: Yeah. Uh, You have an aura, which is the manifestation of all your sins. Which...
1: I... stupid, but okay.
3: No, you see... It's stupid because you want to have more sins.
0: (laughs) The bigger... Your guy, the more guilty they are
1: The bigger your guy, the more sin they hold Yeah, there's more room for it I, <laughs> I forgot is... I hate, they're like, yeah, this is this is the manifestation of your sins And like, Jadariel's is huge because Judariel is huge Like, yeah. pa- well, Pamatha, <laughs> arguably, did a much worse thing uh, And she's, she doesn't even have like an aura, it just follows behind her
3: yeah, the She just um, tackles people. <laughs> the um th- This is even funnier when you consider that uh for the last right of the game Nora had Zay take like six potions to buff up her auras. So was <laughs> Zay just drinking <laughs> sin potions? It's the it's your wrongdoing or whatever.
0: It's whatever. But if that touches an enemy, they are banished for a certain amount of time. Uh, if it's an NPC, they're banished for about six or seven seconds. If it's a player character, they're banished for about 15. <laughs> experience. It depends, but yes. Um. Anyway, then that's the game. You can only play as one character at a time. And when you hold the orb, you don't have an aura. Yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise so, you're
1: just a jar and you just walk through the whole thing. And you're like, what's up, fuckers? Bitch um, But also Jadari, at the end of the skill tree I went down for her Was that she, When she throws the ball It banishes people So I was just like Okay fine This is I'm gonna be killing everyone With the ball now
0: Yeah Aurelik has that Does
1: he?
0: <laughs> is not what I found out Oh but, you're um, right He
1: does do that And if he
0: doesn't Then somebody else Will just toss it at you So you catch it And lose your aura And then they can banish And then shoot. they, hit, and they yes. kill you Yeah it's fucked up And a yeah. strats it, it, it,
1: <laughs> The AI did
0: it so much And I never bothered To learn how to do it yeah. So Ruki is very fast. He shoots his aura in a very thin line, which is a thing you do. You can gather your aura and shoot it as a projectile to banish people. That's how you win mm-hmm. games is you stomp forward and you shoot your aura a bunch and then you move forward inch by inch to try and like gain ground. And uh, What I found
1: I is that all you have to do is just get somebody who can fly and the AI cannot deal with it. Uh, oh, they were constantly the blocking
0: me when I was flying. Uh, like, they... I got a lot of goals, but the AI definitely blocked me when they were able to.
1: They sure tried, but I felt like whenever they blocked me, I was able to just pick the ball back up and go, Okay, I'm flying again. Try it one more time. And they never tried one more time.
0: <sighs> no, because then they would switch to the other one of the other characters and just banish me as soon as I landed.
1: What What mode were you playing on? Because I felt like I had a Normal? much easier time than you did. I yeah. was on
3: normal, and I lost so many games.
1: Maybe I'm just the master gamer still. Maybe I'm I know gamer. this. Yeah. I,
3: I, I will say that, like, the only time I lost games is when I, like... Because they offer a thing that's like, oh, you can make the game harder to get uh, bonus XP. That's the only time I lost games. Um,
1: I tried to use that once, and it was like, here's 10% more XP, and I'm like, this isn't worth the trouble that I'm going through. You have to
0: stack them
1: yeah no that's not gonna happen yeah i i
3: stacked them for a bunch of the games it's literally fine most of the time i don't
0: think this game is good enough to warrant it because
1: right the, i didn't want to was... play a harder version of it
3: yeah but that's was, the thing is i don't think the sport is very good
0: i was already losing like every right after a certain point mm-hmm. so we
3: should i have broader thoughts about the sports but we did stop talking about rookie. I sorry <laughs> i just want to like I, I feel like there's. We all have a lot of thoughts about this game, and I'm trying to, like, keep focus.
1: <laughs> so, Rookie, Rookie has a family.
3: Rookie has a family. He was a smuggler
0: and got caught. So, not a very good smuggler.
1: No.
3: No. But. He should have started dropping his stuff every time he saw the Empire.
1: That's called the Commonwealth. <laughs> More like the Cops and Wealth. Oh, shit. Yeah, I don't know. That wasn't very good.
0: um and so he wants to go home so he can be rich and cool and actually have the life that um he boasted about having but he owes some debts and um you can play against play rights against the character who he owes debts to and if you beat him he'll be like hey uh you want to double or nothing on my debts and then the guy's like, hell yeah, I love sports. And then you beat him, and he's like, okay, fair enough. You, you, you know. <laughs> I guess I won't kill you and your family now. Wipe away the debt. Um, and then it was chill. And then Ruki got sent home after my third attempt to liberate him. Because I lost two liberation rights trying to get Ricky
1: home. Oh, no. You um, only get seven of those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I... I guess my question um, is: If Ruki's debt is to somebody who is in the downside, why does he care? Because he has agents in the Commonwealth, of course. Because you can just communicate freely with people. In the you can
0: communicate freely between the Commonwealth and the down and the Down Under, but you can't move between them ever. What's what is the? I would
1: love to know the legit we like just can't the layout get into of the yet.
3: Yep. What we will get there. But is there a first... map?
0: No.
1: Do I have a map? <laughs> I wish. Okay.
0: Joe Dariel. Joe.
1: <laughs>
3: She's big. She's big. She's not really big.
1: I'm. She's much
3: bigger very... than everyone else. I feel very frustrated with Joe Dariel's characterization in this game, because this is my second time playing through this game, and I did not know she was a foster parent until. Yeah. Uh, Nora said something to me because Nora, like, got the exact right, you know, um, like, story branch that this was revealed. I didn't know that. Yeah. Or, no, no, no. no. That wasn't it. What had happened was I sent Jodario home, which last time I kept her, last time I kept her in the downside, but this time I sent her home and I got a messenger imp back that was like, oh, she reconnected with all her foster kids. I was like, she had foster kids? When were you going to yeah. tell me that? I'm looking <laughs> at a picture see? of Jardariel. <laughs> she's not that big. Yeah,
0: moderately she moderately big. big. She got big muscles on her arms.
1: She's got big energy.
0: She, yeah, She's got she's a lot in, of sins. When she's in the rights, you know, demons have this big hulking appearance, but that's yeah. that's definitely not what she looks like. No, actually.
1: Um, um, what was I gonna say? I was gonna say something about Jadariel. Um, I like her. She's okay. Uh, I I, like I used her, her a lot early on, just because having an enforcer on your on your rights team is good. She was a character I used the most for the entire game.
3: Yeah, she was. Um... She was my defensive character a lot of the time until I replaced her with Volfred because I got to a place where I was like, I need to use Volfred in every single right that I can so that I can send him home.
1: (laughs) Get the fuck out of here, Volfred.
3: Um, um, Volfred doesn't
1: join you right away.
3: No, Volfred takes a a long time to decide to join you. Yeah. But, um... So, yeah, uh, Jodario was kind of like... If you can score with her, like, she does a lot of damage. she's but like, it's, 30 base damage
1: or something. It's
3: pretty hard to score with her. So it's very hard I, to score with her.
0: It got easier over time.
3: Okay. It never um, got
1: easier for me. I just was like, oh, it's really easy to score with people who are uh, small and fast and can fly. So, like, Tizo at some point became my number one scorer, and he has something in his skill tree that's like, yeah, I'll just double the damage I do. And I was like, you're the best, Tizo. I love you so much. I,
3: I got a lot of dunks with Volfred. Tizo Tizo has the um damage thing and Tizo also if you fully upgrade his special relic um doesn't use stamina anymore which <laughs> is fucking incredible once you he, realize that.
1: He just hop. He hop.
3: He hops so much.
1: I love that little guy. I love so him
3: so much. Jodario. Jodario. <laughs> She, uh, she like
1: she was on uh, in the army, uh, and she caught a group of um, harps uh, mm-hmm. who were who were breaking into the Spiral Sanctum, I believe. Uh-huh. Or they were getting ready to do it, but it was
0: it was just them because they were kids. Yes, they were child soldiers or were child soldiers to it or something. Um, this was not like a, a like planned attack. This was some kids. And then she was like, ah, I will capture them. And then the Commonwealth was like, ah, you will kill them. And she was like,
1: ah, I will not. <laughs> yeah, and then they were like, you are exiled now. For not murdering um, children.
0: Yeah. Hedwyn was was um, banished for uh, fucking being a harp. A, For being a deserter. Secretly, oh. he was he uh, fucking a harp. He was fucking a harp, yeah. was fucking a harp his, though. His, his girlfriend is a harp. Good and, for him. Yeah,
3: honestly. They they seem hot. Like they seem They're as little, a rule hot.
1: The little picture, the little profile picture you get for his girlfriend does seem hot. Yeah. She's rookie cool
0: blue. Rookie banished for smuggling. Jordariel banished for not killing children. <laughs> mm-hmm. The word they use is fledglings. Yeah. yeah. Uh so, you know no one so far is actually
3: a bad Did a real person crime. <laughs> yeah uh, it's almost as if this is going to be a theme that nobody on your team has done anything actually bad which i have feelings about we'll get to it let's talk about shay um like this kid. Shay's, shay is one of my favorite characters we actually haven't talked about my favorite character at all, but um, we'll we'll get to her in, in the fullness of time.
0: Is it, um, is it the same as my favorite character? No,
3: because you didn't talk to my favorite character at all. Oh, okay.
0: Well, neither did what anyone da? because my favorite character doesn't have doesn't appear or have speaking lines. What? what I da? I really <laughs> liked Sandra. Who are you talking about? I'm talking about Arisa.
3: Okay. Who? Yeah, Arisa is great. Um Vertical support. We'll get there. We'll get
0: there. We'll get there. What, we'll get what there. the
2: fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Let's so, talk about Zay. Let's talk, talk about
0: Zay. So, so, the names that you are able to choose from, uh, there are uh, 14 options, and they all rhyme, and they all have, like, an appellation. Like, yeah, yours was Zay the Poxy, mm-hmm.
3: Molly's was Jay the Zealous, and yep. mine was Shay the Shoddy. There's also Bay. And when you hover over it, um, <laughs> you, the reader thinks to themselves, "Surely it's not Bay." <laughs> <laughs> but you can name her Bay if you want, which she is Bay. Uh, I love her. Mm. She's, she's so great. Cute. She's yeah. She's no, Bey. you are right. To, you are right to go mm at me saying she's Bay. She is not Bay, but she's I do love baby. her She's baby. She's baby. Yeah.
0: The I like her. Where she, Where she asks you, hey, should I tell Hedwin how I feel about him? (laughs) And if you say, um, I'm sure that Hedwin appreciates you as a friend, but I don't think he'll return your affection. And then she just laughs at you, like, isn't he kind of old?
3: Yeah. I
0: think I had the same
3: thing. (laughs) I think I said the same thing to her. Get his ass. Um, So we talked about she was um, exiled for being, like, moon-touched, you know. I, the game has a lot of, like, really problematic imagery around, like... a little like, wacky! Yeah. But, um... She, the thing that was so compelling to me about Zay was that, um... There is... And we haven't talked about it at all, but there is a lot of, like, religious content in this game. The book that you read, um... It was written by the eight scribes, the kind of, like, national religion is this devotion to the eight scribes. And there's a lot of stuff about religion in this game, but I felt like Zay was the only character that actually came through a lot of the time. Can I read you what the wiki says about her?
0: Yeah. She was a special child left abandoned, and despite her seemingly simple nature, she possessed a strange affinity for the old ways. One day she was taken in by authorities, and when she revealed her fixations on the scribes, she was deemed witless. And when no one claimed responsibility for her, she was cast into exile. Yeah. Bro! So. She did nothing! Yeah.
1: There's we found a, out really... she didn't have parents, so we threw her into exile, where she was definitely not going to find her parents.
3: There's a really touching scene of her and Jadariel, and Jadara, and she's like just telling Jadariel, like, Oh, yeah, I had to, like, figure out that, like, these mushrooms would make me sick. And, like, eating this grass uh, wasn't very nutritious. And, like, Jardario is like, You poor baby! And just, like, gives her a big hug, you know? Um, I, I, I like, say, I think that um, she's, like, the one character in this game who is just willing to, like, talk about feelings a lot of the time. I feel like a lot of other people are, like, kind of withholding in a way that is antithetical to what I want from this game. Everyone in this um, game is so fucking guarded. And she is... I think it's telling that there is a huge religious aspect of this game, but there is only... or uh, There's a huge religious aspect to this world and to the lore of this game, but there is only one character who um, <coughs> like, expresses faith in her dialogue in, in most situations. Well... I mean, other characters do in in every now and then, but like she is the character who it it feels like really like part of her everyday life, and she is often dismissed as a zealot, as a weirdo, as like over the top. Uh, I think I would
1: add is, like, the other characters who are part of the whole, like, religious situation, like like the Lone Minstrel, he kind of only practices on Liberation Rite days. Like, he's he's not out there talking about the rites or anything or the scribes. Mm-hmm. Well, no, because that's a secret. It's still... It's not after the first Liberation Rite.
0: But at some point, the player character gets the ability to read people's minds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you can listen in to everybody say their prayers as you... Go through the world
3: yeah but people only say their prayers right before the liberation rites which i think is a bummer you know i think if people were praying more often it would feel uh, more real uh, more real or you know like there are lots of people who for whom they have faith but it's not like part of their like everyday life in that way but i i think the game does a, does a bad job of like expressing that you yeah, know. I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. Um Sir Gilman. Whack little worm. S- Whack little worm, hate this guy. He's fine. No, Do you want fine. to tell us about Gilman? So he was a knight of the sea dominion,
0: which is a place near the Commonwealth or in the Commonwealth. hmm. Uh, and then there was a big battle that we mentioned before at the Spiral Sanctum. And his whole company was destroyed or f- retreated, and all the survivors were exiled. You meet him, and then he's, like, with this other team, and then
3: you convince him to join up with you for reasons I don't remember. Well... He he decides to join up with you because... So he is rolling with his captain, Sir Deluge, um, who fled from the Battle of... Um, the the battle at Spiral Sanctum. And after, like, Deluge deserts, gets exiled for that, and um Uh Gilman asks to be uh exiled because he feels he has dishonored himself by, like not stopping Deluge, well, or... The
0: thing he says is that I chased after Sir Deluge, and it must have appeared like I was retreating. Right. So right. I
3: need to atone. And so he's still hanging out. He he feels honor-bound to follow Deluge, but he also feels like Deluge is a coward, and so as soon as he meets you guys, he's like, No, you know what? I don't have to be with Deluge anymore. I can go help these guys. <laughs> he's very excitable, and yeah. he's obsessed with honor...
0: And regaining his honor and what chivalry is to him, and you know, he's a cute little guy.
3: I hate him. I don't know. He, he
1: I'm, I am, I feel no way about him. He's lucky he got sent home because he was the last guy I was sending home because I was out of dudes.
3: <laughs>
1: I just, I simply ran out of men.
0: I, I am only defending him because everyone else is hating on him. I didn't think much about Sir Gilman, and I certainly didn't use him until I needed to.
3: I used him a fair amount because, like, he doesn't do much damage to the enemy pyre, but he does, like, I could score with him reliably. So I ended up using him a fair amount. He's a good rookie oh, replacement. Him. Oh, I hate him. Every time he starts shouting, I'm like, can you please not? When I I, sent would, him I home, would like
1: him to calm down.
3: When I sent him home, one of the characters, I think maybe Bertrand, is like, Oh, I really like that guy, but I'm glad that it's gonna be a little more quiet around here. Everyone said that after every person I sent home. But most people were like, Oh, I'm sad that it's gonna be more quiet around here, but when Deluge goes home, someone came up to she's like, I'm glad it's gonna be more quiet. You mean Gilman? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, Gilman. When um
1: when I sent Jay home, that was the saddest everyone in the wagon was. They were like, Fuck man.
3: I didn't send I didn't send her home because this is another thing there are a lot of there are a lot of characters who I feel like didn't want to go home um Hedwyn feels conflicted about it Jodario Jodario uh if you send her home in her epilogue she's like well, I met that one hot guy one time, and the downside, and I'm really bummed out, and I spent the rest of my life thinking about this one hot guy I met. He's, he's not, not even hot. He's not even hot. He's oh, not even hot. She hate fucks Pamatha, but then gets hung up on this one guy that she meets. <laughs> Shout out to hate
1: fucking Pamatha. Yeah. The only
3: uh, good Pamatha Thane. Pamatha Sp-
1: Thane. Speaking
3: speaking of people who don't want to go home, Pamatha Thane. She got big titties. She got big titties. So her deal, the Harps are the traditional enemy of the Commonwealth. Um, the High Wing Remnants is kind of like their faction. Um, and... The her, Commonwealth
0: has been at war with the High Wing Remnants for ages. Ages.
1: I, um, this is where, again, I am desperate for a map to understand what the fuck is happening in this
3: world. Yeah, me too. Me too. They're
1: on
0: the outskirts of... The Commonwealth, or and on the mountaintops where nobody else can really fuck with them, right? But what is that? But they
3: are
1: technically legally part of the Commonwealth, right? I mean, you could say anywhere's the Commonwealth.
3: Yeah, yeah. It feels like it often feels like that the Commonwealth is the whole world Um, because
1: this is a game about Australia.
0: It is a game about Australia.
3: Yeah, kind of. It's about
0: Australia, where if at the end they England stopped making boats. Um,
3: <laughs> so uh-huh. Pamatha, Pamatha's sister, Tamitha is going to do a big attack and, um, Pamatha is like, Pamatha is like, no, you're just going to die and you're not going to take down the Commonwealth. Like you're just going to get yourself killed. Um, and so she rats out the harps to um to the Commonwealth and ends up like getting exiled and getting um like all her sisters exiled and so her whole deal she has she has one of the more interesting stories I think where she is obsessed with getting her sister to forgive her and her sister is never going to do that because her sister is like no I believe in Harp's independence, you know? Yeah. And, like, and you... It is not independence so much
0: as it is supremacy.
3: Yeah, yeah. Like, but her sister really believes in the cause, and yeah. Pametha doesn't have any sort of, like, guiding ideology like that. Um, she has the ideology of guilt. And so, yeah, she spends a lot of time... Um, she spends her, like, almost all of her story, like, hung up on getting Tamatha to forgive her. And I thought this was really interesting until, you know, it, Nora and I, ha- like, in Nora's version of the game, Tamatha went home, her sister went home, and Pamatha stayed in the downside. In mine, it was flipped, where Pamatha went home and Tamatha was in the downside. And in both versions of our game, They never reconciled, and also Pamatha felt, like, intense guilt for the rest of her life. And I... uh, I understand that guilt and forgiveness are, like, really complicated things for everybody, but, like... It's a video game also. It's a video game and it did not feel like a satisfying narrative when I got to the end. It's like... Yeah, you really did your best for this character, but they still just felt shitty forever and never made yeah. any friends. No. That, that's the other thing, is it talks about, like, oh, she didn't stay friends with any of you. She, like, fucked off. Now, why was
0: Pametha exiled? Well, she snitched and got her mm-hmm. sister and all of their group exiled and clipped, by the way.
3: Yes, their wings were when clipped. When they
0: when they exile a harp, they clip them so they can't fly. Um, and then she attempted to contact her blood sister in exile, and was told that she could seek her first hand
3: and was exiled in turn. Yeah. Oh, I I forgot that part. I forgot that part. I didn't know that, but I just this forgot is it. part of a bigger
0: thing that is never touched on in in like any by any character. Which is that the Commonwealth systematically discriminates against Harps.
2: Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: Nobody actually says that. Nobody says, nobody, even the Harps that are fighting the Commonwealth, say that. They just want to reclaim, like, we were here first, we were, like, the cool guys, and you're all descendants of us. Mm-hmm. Like, we were the, the first people, mm-hmm. and y'all, y'all were the flightless ones that, that left us. Mm-hmm. We're in charge. We're cool. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I sent the sister home. Uh, if she's not—I'm just reading from her endings here. If she's not separated from Tamitha, she attempts to reconcile with her, but they end up in a fight, and Pamitha gets a lasting injury. Great.
3: So there's just no good end. There's no good ending for Pamitha? Sure, there is. I got a good ending for her. <laughs> she became best friends with Bertrude. Oh, in mine, she became best friends with Rookie, which is also really bad, because Pamatha is the most, like, lesbian-coded character in this game, <laughs> and, like, part of, I, part of the reason that I sent Jodario and her home was that I remembered last time I played this game, Jodario hooked up with that, uh, that fucking pompadour jackass. I'm gonna send her home, and I'm gonna send Pamatha home, and maybe they'll hook up, because they did hook up in this game. No, no. Pamatha hooks up with Rookie. Fucking she, she's like, I'm gonna spend my time with this dog, and I like Rookie, but they have nothing in common.
1: <laughs> uh in my game, Sir Gilman and Rookie were best friends for life. Yeah, yeah. That was, that, that also, also happen. happened in my game. Um, Pamatha, I uh I sent her home during her right to free her. It was against Pamatha. <laughs> M- yeah. for me too that happened <laughs> yeah. in my game too that i happened felt to me I, mean
0: no i couldn't use pamatha in the right against Tamitha and i ended oh, up losing really? anyway
1: because i because she wasn't high enough level i had been using pamatha for a bit because again she flies and she's fast um uh, for me it's that
3: her tackle ability was really strong
1: her tackle ability is also very strong um but like during that liberation right she like she, like, reaches out to you and is like, please send Tamatha home. Please send Tamatha home. And I'm like, sorry, 24-0. Gonna stay that way. <laughs> 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 this, this bitch don't lose. <laughs>
2: sorry. I think
3: I think I won, I think I lost three or four rights total. And once again, that's only because I made it harder on myself. I think I, lost I like also eight.
1: had Pamatha score the, <laughs> the winning goal. I,
3: I also had that happen. Bertrude
1: <laughs> Bertrude Bertrude's cool I like big Bertrude
3: Yeah she's great She's great because she doesn't want to go home Because she just has a small business here and She's and like, I like I own
1: a, like, a shop in the woods dude What are you, you what Also you I'm still me? trying to get Volfred, so
0: yeah, yeah I'm trying to so get that, t- Volfred, t- t- to get t- that
1: wood
3: t- Yeah Tell us the Bertrude backstory Bertrude is t- a t- crone t- t-
0: you first meet her and she upgrades your wagon so that it can go in the ocean and then you leave and you come back later and she joins your team because eh, because Volfrid Vul- asked her to. Volfrid wants one of every mask. Uh-huh. To be a nightwing. Uh for the plan. She's helping Volfrid accomplish the plan, which is the revolution in the commonwealth. Um but she doesn't actually like care about going there. Yeah. Was she
3: even exiled? She was I don't know. because Um Wolfred was exiled for having a bunch of books. Bertrand oh, was exiled right. because she was selling him the ink to print the books with, and she was like building him a printing press. And it was and fireproof
1: sort of ink. It was like fireproof it's,
3: ink or something. Yeah. yeah, made it fireproof ink so that the books didn't burn. It says
0: she on the wiki it says she's been exiled 21 years which is more than anyone else oh,
3: this is okay this is something really fucked up i think which is that a gr- a big deal is made about the commonwealth the commonwealth was formed 837 years ago and for a lot of the game it feels like forever it feels like like can you think about what happened 837 years ago? Like you and I do not know what was going on in no. fucking Damn. 11 Yeah, like in the in the 12th century. That feels like forever. And then there's some line in the epilogue, I think, maybe a little earlier but not by much, that it says Bertrude is 400 years old. So Bertrude's mom Presumably older than the Commonwealth. The Commonwealth theoretically could have started in living memory for some people. That's bananas. It breaks the game a little bit to me. (laughs) I don't know
0: what the deal is with crones because they can live for a very long time, such as Big Bertrand, who is over 400 years old. But whether this is due to natural longevity or magic is unknown. Mm -hmm. It's, I guess, they originate from the southern bogs.
1: Is that not? I am desperate for a map. I cannot stress enough. <laughs> it anyway,
0: it's not important. She's all right. I didn't use her that much because I was focused on getting other people back, and she didn't back, so she want to go back.
3: She didn't want to go back. Didn't use her. I used her a fair amount because if you do her trial, you get a relic where she, she goes can. She fast. Sh- she go fast, and you get a relic where she can shoot her banishment aura through walls. Yeah. And so you can Mm -hmm. just go sit over here and she banishes in a really wide arc. Not very far, but pretty, like, in a wide arc. She's a shotgun. Yeah, and so (laughs) I was just using her to banish, like, three dudes at once and then, like, pass it to someone else who, like, gets it in. Uh, there's
0: nothing on the wiki page about her, like, backstory or anything. She's just, you know, she sells the, uh, ink and she wants to fuck Sandalwood.
3: The first time I played this game, I did end up sending her home because I hit a point where I didn't have anyone else I wanted to send home, I think. Or I wanted her to hook up with Volfred because I was straight-ish. Ish. Ish. Ish.
1: Yeah. Yeah, this is fine.
3: Yeah.
0: There's a scene where Volfred, like, turns her down and then they, like, move past that because they're both old and they're like, yeah, all
3: right, fair enough. Yeah, I want to know how old Volfred is. Because I think he's also like 400, maybe. I feel like he was around for the beginning of the, the Commonwealth. Maybe. maybe.
0: No, he wasn't. He wasn't.
1: He wasn't? Okay. Because I felt like he kind of had that vibe.
0: No, he's just from the last generation of Nightwings. That's why he knows so That's... much
1: lore. Okay, right, 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 right. Um, who were we just talking about? Pamatha? And then we moved on to Bertrude. Uh, yeah. Who's, who's after Bertrude?
0: So we can talk about Tizo. I don't think we have that much to say about Tizo. He's a Tizo's a perfect guy. little being. Speaking of in living memory, it's worth noting that Tizo's great-grandfather is Ha'ub, one of the eight scribes. Yeah. yeah.
3: Not his great-great-great-great-grandfather. His great-grandfather. <laughs> it's <is laughs> unknown like, how
0: old Tizo
3: is.
1: When you take Tizo to do the little prayers on the way up to the thing, is just talking to his grandpa. It's very sweet. Yeah. Also, he talks in his head like a normal person.
3: Oh, no. Instead of just chirping. I don't... So, when I... So, every time you go to do a liberation right, you, um, on your way up, you can make stops, and it says, like, oh, if you stop here, um, Zay is going to gain favor from the scribes. And I must not have ever done that with Tizo. Tizo was, like, a pretty good all-rounder for me. Um and so I just must not have ever stopped to give Tizo a buff. <laughs> yeah.
0: Tizo is hyper powerful in lore and in the mechanics. Yeah.
3: Yes. Um, Especially Tizo, once you God. get the thing where he doesn't use stamina.
1: <laughs> Tizo gets like plus uh, 10 damage to pyres. It's wild.
3: It's so good. He's
0: he's friends with the minstrel. Yeah. Uh you know, it, there's not a lot to talk about with
1: Tizo. Tizo's been banished. with the Nightwings. Uh, since yes. their inception, basically. I,
3: I don't know if I don't know if it's since the Nightwings inception, but he's been with he's been with the Nightwings longer than Volford has. Yeah. Um, and Volford got exiled like twenty some years ago. So nine years ago. Oh, did Burchard get exiled before? Right. bershard has
0: been exiled for twenty one years.
3: Right. Right. Because. Volfrid... That's when
0: she was getting him, though.
3: And Wolfred so Bertrand gets exiled for selling him all that stuff, and right around the time that she gets caught, Wolfred goes into hiding yeah. and is able to escape the authorities for about ten years before they catch up to him. So, yeah,
1: good job, man. You want to talk about Wolfred? Yeah, Volfred. He's, a, he's yeah. a big tree man.
0: He's not that big. He's
1: he's big and he's he made seems, out of trees.
0: He... He seems tall in his character portrait, then you see him in the game, you're like, oh, okay. Well, it's because his legs are sunk into the ground.
3: (laughs) I have a take about Volfrid, but should we, like, set up who he is a little bit more? And, like, maybe, like, what the plan is? The plan is to do revolution by
1: sending people back to the Commonwealth. Mm -hmm. Specifically, yes.
0: He has agents in place ready to start spreading the word of revolution and working toward revolution in vague ways but he needs people to return from exile because when you return from exile you are this like higher caste than most people and like everybody in the government is
1: somebody who came back from a right
0: yes and so he needs influential people with lots of attention on them to also push for revolution and one of each, he says that sometimes, and I don't think that ever really has a resolution, but,
3: you know. So, the thing about Volfred is that he needs to be the charasmable, And what he is, is a very 21st century white understanding of uh, Martin Luther King... Or Nelson Mandela, I feel like. I mean, he's <laughs> or Gandhi. He's coded a certain way. He in is his yeah. character design. Yes, very much coded. Uh, he's very much coded as a black man. Yes, um, mm-hmm. which I think I think is good. You know, like I I I think that it makes that is like the coolest thing about Volfred. I just feel like he's got this. Like, there's a lot of talk about how oh he wants the revolution to be peaceful, and I don't the game doesn't understand what revolution (laughs) is or could be. And also, I don't think Volford is a very interesting character if he's right about everything. He's the
0: shadiest motherfucker for the first, like, two-thirds of the game because he's orchestrating everything you do.
3: Yeah, and then it turns
0: out, oh, he's good and he's right to do it. He's
3: just right about everything. Like, I just think he's not a very good character because, like... And even when they, like...
0: Pull in his past. In his past comes back to haunt him. It's like, ah, that thing you had no control over and would not have wanted to happen is back to extract vengeance from you. But you're actually blameless. Yeah, in, in what like you literally have so, nothing to do
3: with it. But he thinks yeah. you do. Like I wish he was the Shar. I wish he had. He had like skeletons in his closet. I wish that he had a plan that, you know, maybe some people would be like, oh, isn't that extreme? Like, I just think it makes him a more interesting character. I think it would be more interesting if this was
0: a second go-around. Like, he got banished and came back to do a revolution, and then he got banished again. Yeah.
1: And then he's like, what's up, fuckers? Round two, round three. Yeah. Like, that That <laughs> like, would be more interesting.
0: I said he's just a good guy. He's just, like, an all
3: unqualified good guy.
0: He's an unassuming history professor by day. And by night, he operated a small but illegal stamping press of his own design to disseminate he, provocative ideas.
1: Like... Yeah. No history teacher's ever had provocative ideas. Okay. My history
0: teacher said, well, you, we can argue about anything in this class as long as you do not try to tell me that Ronald Reagan was not the greatest United States president
2: <laughs> Right! <by Reagan." gasps> they, He's like, so- I'll
0: fight you on anything, but you, we, that is the line. I do not argue about Reagan. He's my favorite. He's my homeboy. You know,
3: cool man. I, I the the thing with wolfred and like, it's literally drawing on um like this. I am not super knowledgeable about the real world history here, but like it is literally drawing on Nelson Mandela um like being imprisoned. Like that is the image that it, like it is conjuring, and wolfred is sending letters back and forth like Nelson Mandela was doing in prison. Um, and, like, the end of apartheid in South Africa was, like, very, like, a complicated, difficult, decades-long struggle, and there is a tendency, um, in, like, liberal thinking to just boil it down to, well, they, uh, there was just a lot of popular support, and they were peaceful, and so they got what they wanted, and, like, that's not... (laughs) Yeah, like it's this not that take simple. Years. It's not that straightforward, <laughs> you know. Um, it, it's it's frustrating. It's really frustrating, and I wish I liked Volford more because I think he's a cool design. He's like, I love that he's always smoking a pipe. He is uh, smoking a pipe. That's great. Uh, I wish I was. <laughs> <laughs> um, he can teleport. Yeah, he, he can. can teleport. So <laughs> Nothing
0: is cooler than hitting that right trigger and teleporting directly into the pile.
3: So, you and I had a similar problem with him in the rights, which is that uh, I mostly used him for defense because he can be really strong on defense. Um, but you can get a talisman for him where his blink goes farther. And, <laughs> and I fully upgraded it so that his blink distance was doubled, which meant that I was like... Going, like, full screen every time I blinked. And that, at some point, like, sometimes that wasn't the thing that I would want to do. <laughs> like, sometimes I'd be like, can I do half this distance, please? Um, it's very funny, because so,
1: yeah. when I was using him, I was using him super aggressively. Like, I would throw the sapling at the orb so they couldn't even get to it. Um, uh-huh. Which is yeah, the thing you could
0: just do. You open. You gotta
3: open, your opening move is put a, put a sapling, sapling right sapling in the center. Like, what the fuck? Don't no, walk into it sometimes. The best thing to do with Volfrid, I found was that one of his upgrades you can detonate the sapling and so that then you too. just throw it at the orb or no, you just like blink forward, throw it right into the middle of them and you can like kill their like two backline guys um, and now like they're going for the orb still because the AI is bad, but like they don't have anybody to defend that you can just you know banish that I'm person, bobbing. get the orb, run it in.
0: This is where we need to stop and talk about the plot. We've oh, we've
3: seen these characters. Can I briefly touch on my favorite character because she's not going to come up anywhere else? Sandra. Yeah, sure. Sandra. Okay. So there is this Beyonder Crystal, which is basically just you can do practice rights and you can do tr- like really tough trials with your characters that um, get them like cool abilities, uh, and you can also just go talk to her. And so I just talked to her at every yeah. Every single opportunity I got And um, at the end of the game We were fucking yes. That's how that game ends by, we were fucking.
1: by the end of that game Like the only thing is the th- And the reason I ended up uh, Doing the thing with Sandra Is because she's the only person you could talk to at every stop
3: Yes Exactly So I was
1: like oh yeah I, have, I finally have somebody I can just like chat with And so I talked to her mm-hmm. enough and she's like Hey do you want to stay with me forever even after all the riots are done I was like oh I mean yeah sure
3: yeah. Yeah. And it's just really moving. Like, I think she just has a really moving story because she gets more time than anyone else if you go and talk to her. You don't have to go to talk to her, but, like, if you do, like, she gets a really interesting story about, like, what is it like to just be trapped in a fucking orb for 837 years. Hey, how come
0: she's trapped in orb?
3: That's uh, she question. tried to kill, she tried to kill uh, the eight scribes, or the, the leader the of the eight scribes. Yeah, that's right. And they banished her to orb. Um... And, yeah, in the epilogue, um, the epilogue is, like, really generic. Like, nobody knows. Nobody even knows if the crystal was real. And then, like, if you did her whole storyline, she appears to you, and she's like, Ha ha, reader, they don't know. They don't know. You and I are hanging out. And one of the options was um, humor her, and I hovered over it, and it was like, I said something like, suggests that if the history books do what was really going on with you two, it would be far too lascivious. And she's like, yeah, it would. <laughs> we were <laughs> fucking... It's great. I love Sandra. She's well, the Sandra's best part game. I like Sandra. I like Sandra uh, a lot. Yeah. That's all I gotta say. I think she did kill Zillian Mare. No, she tried. She extremely did not. None Both, of this. None she of hit the, him. Yeah, she hit him. She wounds him, and Tizo is nursing Solium Murr back to help. Did either of you read the book? Because I no. read the book a Fuck lot. no! Read, it
1: is so dry. I, I read it
0: up to a certain point, but once it unlocked extra chapters, like beyond the story of Solium Murr, I was like, uh, I'm not interested in this to this
2: extent.
3: So I read a lot of the lore Bible. It, I stopped at some point because it gets pretty dry after a certain point, but... um i read a lot of it uh i don't have anything to say about it really i can answer a lot of questions about the lore but i don't there's only one thing that i'll pick up on when we get get to it that i think is like interesting thematically about the book but it, it hasn't come up yet it will but it hasn't come up yet so
0: we need to talk about the Nightwings. yes should we talk about the other teams I don't want to, We are going kind of... Talking about the Triumvirates, but, like... We don't need to do There's not a lot to talk character. about
1: them. Yeah. I feel like they're not that interesting.
3: Yeah, I, I They're didn't based on really each is...
1: scribe, basically. Some yeah. of them are interesting.
3: Some what ones of them have interesting? some interesting stuff.
0: Like, there's the Withdrawn, who are all cultists, trying to bring back one of the, like...
1: big titans that the scribes have killed. That's true. Mm-hmm. And they... She gets spooky music... Did you um, um? Did you get the thing where Bertrude's like, "Hey, I can make her realize God's dead."
3: No, no, because I I don't know that I ever played them once. I got Bertrude. You smell weed? I I do smell weed. <laughs> I've been thinking about asking. It wasn't There's me. an intense weed smell. Um, this happens sometimes in this apartment. I don't
1: know. Go figure. Yeah, I bet it's somebody downstairs.
3: <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, just by coincidence, I don't think I ever chose to play uh, Udmilda at a certain point. Yeah,
1: I ended up playing them and Bertrud was like, hey, do you want to um, convince them that uh, God is dead and they'll be worse every time you play them afterward? And I was like, man, I guess. This seems kind of fucked up, but if you want to do it, you know, pranks on. I lost to the Withdrawn both times I played
0: them until the Liberation right, and then I finally beat them for the first time. Hell yeah. Hell yeah
1: that's anime to me.
0: That's anime. Uh, the other interesting ones are like, there's Manly, who's another sap. I am. Who's another sap like, another sap, like Volfred, uh, the tree people. He's a uh, very prissy. Um, he's a dishonored character. He's a, he's a he's a Pendleton. He's
1: the Pen- he's Pendleton. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's yeah, exactly what I was thinking.
0: He's a Pendleton, but with Conan O'Brien hair. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. And then there's like Barker, who's a heavy metal dog. I
3: never ended up playing Barker again after the first time because I was like. There's no way Barker has any interesting story stuff going on. And you
0: were wrong, because he's the one
3: who Rookie owes a debt to. But I had sent Rookie home so early Rookie was safe. You didn't forgive his debt. Well, it's fine, because his epilogue is about how he becomes
0: fabulously wealthy. Is, did you get the epilogue where his mom uh, meets Barker's goons and thinks that they're just Rookie's friends, so invites them in and cooks them dinner, and then they forgive the debt?
2: No, oh I didn't get that. God. That's funny.
0: I did not get that. Um there's some other ones. There's a guy who really fucking hates you and then you just beat him a bunch and he hates you more and Yeah, I, d- he, I did he, go fight him a couple times just to make him hate me more. If you if you uh beat him every time and you fight him a bunch then he's like by th- his epilogue is about him becoming this like obsessed uh oh, wanderer.
1: Is he the guy who hates Tizo?
3: He hates Tizo.
0: Lindel the liar.
1: Yeah, Lindel the he hates Tizo. He's like you little shit bird. <laughs> Tizo must have dunked a lot of orbs against Lindel
0: the <laughs> liar.
3: You know That's what? I'll tell you what he sure all is, did. Is that, that uh, Lindel was up in a liberation right, and Tizo just like fucking dunked all over his shit. <laughs> anyway, it, if you beat him a lot, he his epilogue is that he's like.
0: We haven't talked about this. At some point, the rights end. And so nobody can be liberated anymore. And he's still just like showing up to the sites, trying to like conduct the rituals.
1: Oh, that's sad.
0: Until like his teammates abandon him. Yeah. Oh, that's he's really so, sad. so obsessed. Yeah. I mean, Fucking because
1: right. the, oh, because the game is not interested in liberating anybody. Anyway. Oh. Yeah, we'll get Maybe, there. We'll get there. Let's talk about the true Nightwings.
3: I. Let's talk about the Nightwings. What about and the then true we'll talk Nightwings. about the true Nightwings.
1: The, Nightwings, the Nightwings are a group who always have the most favor from the scribes, and they are always involved in every liberation right. They are the team you fight to see if you can escape.
3: Right, because every other of the Triumvirates is based on like each of the eight scribes. Like, there is the Solium uh, group, and there's the um, Jomir group. Uh, but uh, the Nightwings are the ninth one, and this is where I think the game does not understand what makes sports compelling. because What if there was just one team in the
0: NBA who always got to be at the Super Bowl? I don't know what it's called
1: for the basketball. The what? NBA Finals. What if LeBron James... Wait, wait, the NFL does have
0: this. It's
3: the Patriots. <laughs> but what if, what if Roger Goodell was like... No, every team in the NFL must be measured against the Patriots. So the Patriots, <laughs> damn the Patriots! The Patriots get to play in the Super Bowl every year, yes. and every other team is competing for the right to play against the I Patriots. Mean, it says
0: here the Wings were created with an unfair advantage in the rights with deflated balls that were easier to. Pull than <laughs> to <pull. laughs>
1: Why does this all feel funny? Oh. Um,
0: Stupid.
2: <laughs>
0: so, so, yeah. Sports. It's just like sports. <laughs> no, it's The Undertaker.
3: <laughs> I guess.
0: So. We'll just keep throwing out the same thing. Streak things is over. Okay.
3: The streak is over. I just. I Like, the. It's such a. I think this game thinks that it has a lot of interesting th- thoughts about sport, and. I don't, I don't think it does. I don't think that, like, like, sports are, sports, in, in 20, 2020, we have all thought a lot about, or sports people have all thought a lot about, what do sports mean to us as a culture? Considering Considering COVID. there's a thing
0: on. There's a thing
3: on. Um, and, like, you know molly and i watched some baseball this year i'm a sport uh, it enjoyer. is like we are sport enjoyers um it like baseball brought us a lot of comfort in a very difficult year um john boy specifically brought us a lot of comfort shout out, out to john boy difficult... shout out to john boy not
1: john boys it's worth... john boy
3: <laughs> yeah no
0: not john boys it's worth mentioning that the game doesn't call this sport yes Everyone talking about Pyre calls it a sport because it, you know, it's a, it's got a ball and you go into a goalpost. It makes sense, but the game, it is a, it is the rite. it is a ritual, it is like a magical thing. It is not a sport because sports don't exist in this setting. Did, I guess ha, so the, did the, Super
1: the, Giant sell it as a sport? I, I don't. Think so. I
3: don't know. I recall this game being announced as like. Um, Supergiant is making a story-oriented s- sports game. But I, I remember that being like the announcement.
0: But was that Supergiant Games' w- words, or was that like the headlines about it? I'm I, actually I not sure. I don't
3: recall. Um, Somebody, let us know. Journal at gmail.com. <laughs> but but the thing that sports are entertainment, and sports sports to me are entertainment and comfort. And, um, like, rhythm to life. There's been a lot of, you know, I listen to a lot of basketball podcasts, and so many people have talked about, like, oh, man, it's so weird that the season is starting in December because I've been covering the the NBA for 25 years, and every single year, the playoffs happen at this time, free agency happens at this time, season starts here. Like, um... Like, sports provide, like, rhythm and structure to one's life. And, uh, that's not what sports are in this game. Sports are this, like, religious, um, like, we're all paying tribute to the basketball gods thing. Like,
0: the playoffs don't happen under a full moon in a hidden, secluded place at holy sites. Right,
3: right. They happen at Staples Center... With, like, millions of people watching. And thousands in the stand. The and... Only once do you get an audience.
0: Yeah, and, and it's great. It's great. The ramps. All the... the imps. All the imps, <laughs> they love it. There's I... a bunch of big ones out there in the field with you. Shout I literally... The
3: every time that I could go play in in that arena, I chose it. I didn't care what team I was playing against. Did not care. I was like, I want to play there. And that's what the game needs more of. I think you know, like I think that's the one time it understands why we enjoy sports and is for cheering crowds of little funny guys. A, a different version of this would have the rights t-
0: transport you to the Commonwealth to perform for crowds. Yeah, yeah. why doesn't Watch it do these that? exiles win their freedom?
3: Yeah, instead, the, the rights are a secret, Either, even from exiles. Not every exile knows about the rights. Because
0: reading is illegal. Being mm-hmm. able to read is illegal, and reading is the only way you learn about the book. Which really know, makes like, sense yeah, when it
1: works. comes to uh, the Commonwealth, because they would definitely, if somebody did a protest, the, 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 the government that outlawed <laughs> reading would definitely be like, oh, yeah. fuck, we fucked up. Oh, shit.
0: Yeah. Um, so... The old Nightwings, yes. Uh, your team is the Nightwings, but they're—they are the new generation. The previous generation uh, included
1: Wolfrid, Tizo, Aurelec, Erisa, and Brighton. Oh, Erisa. Okay, nope. It's all—it's all coming together now. I remember her. <laughs> uh, so Brighton uh, is the first of them to regain freedom, and
0: then in the second liberation right. Uh, they choose Orilek. However, um, at the last second, Erisa pushes him off a cliff and jumps into the Shimmer Pool, which is the big magical sort of vertical river that takes you up into the Commonwealth. Oh, so no, no, sorry, 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 to interrupt. Uh, and so Volfred watches as one person seemingly kills one of his one of his friends seemingly kills another friend, and then jumps in the pool and is drowned by the shimmer pool because she's not the one anointed to uh, be liberated. And so, that's why Volford doesn't do the rights at first. Yeah, he's like, yeah. this is too
1: fucked up. I've lost people to this. Like, I want to see other people do it, but, like, I cannot participate. I've been, like- I
0: want to put an end to this society that causes people to do this, mm-hmm. but... I will not look for a way to liberate the people who have already been subjected to it. The thing that, <laughs> yeah, because there's no—that's the only way to to go to the Commonwealth from the downside. And as you start doing liberation rights, the cycle starts getting faster, and you realize that the stars are dying, and you only have a few more left before this cycle of rights comes to an end, and nobody can go back.
3: Yeah. At least not within anyone's lifespan. Not even, like, it doesn't even sound like it, within Bertrand's lifespan will anyone be getting out of the downside. You know? Um. So, oh, I just wanted to briefly say, um, the funny thing with Brighton is that once he, uh, is liberated, he goes and becomes the Pope, and he starts being the guy who says, Rita! Yeah, he yells at He um, don't like you. He, so He, he likes some, you
1: at first. Yeah.
3: It's, I really enjoyed him for a little while because for a little while he's your funny friend who shows up and says funny things. And then it gets even funnier because he's like, "You're hanging out with Volfred? I who- hate Volfred. <laughs> 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 who shall disgrace the
0: Nightwings name?" Yeah. Um, which is weird. Why then- does he hate Volfred?
1: He doesn't even know the guy.
0: Because he, because he was there. Th- because yeah. he's a traitor. Because Brighton went back and became the Mega Pope and that's yeah. exactly like the structure that Wolfred is fighting against. And
3: Brighton Brighton low key wanted you the reader to get liberated and become Mega Pope. Yeah. Um Mega Pope 10 because this is Mega Pope 9. Yeah, this is the 9th Mega Pope.
1: I'm really tired of being the Mega Pope. Can you come take over <laughs> for me? <laughs>
3: um so it, at a
0: certain point in the game, Aurelek shows up and Wolfred's like, "Oh shit."
3: Sorry, can I say one last thing about Brighton? Okay. So, I, I really like Brighton to a point, and then you know, depending on the backstory you chose Molly and I both chose that like um, you were like a disabled scholar And that's why you got caught
1: so quickly, because while you're trying to run away like your disability uh-huh. like flared up or whatever, and you couldn't okay. escape the guards.
3: Which means that Brighton at some point starts showing up, just randomly like you'll just like you know go to sleep in game and he'll just show up in your dreams be like hey you cripple hey yeah (laughs) he just starts screaming cripple at you it's it's fucked up it's uncomfortable especially for me as like a disabled person is like oh i will choose the disabled background because i identify with that you know yes and just having someone shout that you're a cripple a bunch is really uncomfortable (laughs) it's not good it's not good um
0: so Orlech shows back up mm-hmm. and Vol- Vol- Volford Volfred is like, oh shit, that sucks. He was the number one. He was the best. He was Tom Brady.
1: He was <laughs> <that> <laughs> Tom! Tom Brady was cast off a mountain and he came back. I thought you were dead, bro, and he's like, You never looked for me, bro. And
0: he's like, And he oh, was like, shit. Well, you fell off a I mean, very big
1: cliff. It was very big. Um and
0: I know you're also very big. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hmm. I know Um, your meat's huge. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, And basically, Aurelix shows up and, like, subverts rights a couple times. Yeah. And you have to play against him and his followers instead. And he just wants to be free. He just wants what was denied him before. And he blames Volfrid for not helping or, like, doing anything to stop Arisa. But, like, also, what would Volfred have done?
3: Or... Aurelec's crime, by the way, is that um, he was uncomfortable with being sent to the front lines because he was a doctor, I think. Uh, and He was chief physician of the Commonwealth. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, He was exiled after a failed attempt to negotiate peace with the High Wing remnants
3: and refused to return to duty. Yes. So he is another person who didn't actually do anything bad and got exiled. And I think... Tying in with what I was saying about Volford earlier, I just think the game would be more interesting if there was, like, one bad person in it who was, like, on your side. Because there are bad people in the other Triumvirates. Like, there are terrible people in the other teams. But no one, like, that you're supposed to sympathize with did... Like, I wish there was someone in your party that, like, killed someone. You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Did you want to talk about Orissa? Because I know yeah. you're really fond of Arissa and I am too, after you kind of... So
0: here's what happened to Arissa before she made this Yeah, tell this me, because I didn't sword. get any of this. So she was a blacksmith. Her brother was a soldier who died in the war with the harps, the high... High-wing high remnants. High-wing remnants. And so as a method of processing that grief, her father starts to abuse her. Until eventually, she strikes back, and then keeps striking, and kills him, and then uh, is exiled for murder. Mm. And then, um, Erisa harbored a great resentment toward the Commonwealth, and wanted freedom so she could join the High-Wing Remnants and help destroy the nation.
2: Good Uh, for her!
0: As an act of desperation, she pushed Oralek off the mountain, to take his place
3: and was killed. So, like, I think Iris is really interesting because, like, that's a thing that happens in the real world and women are sent to prison because of it. And it's fucked up and unfortunate and it's, like, something that we need to, like, change. And then it becomes well, you know, abuse begets abuse, and, you know...
0: Well, the thing that the game says that isn't here on the wiki is that Volford describes her as having changed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that he says that about Auralec, too, and part of that is because he became a demon. Yeah. Uh, but, like, Arisa is changed now. She's, like, cynical and hate hateful. Like, She's spiteful. fucked up and evil. She's fucked yeah. up and evil because she got abused.
3: Uh, I, I, and then did a did a murder to stop the abuser. I had to do a training at work this week where someone said... There was some video we watched where some guy was like, well, you know, traumatized people are more likely to traumatize other people. Wow. And it's very much the same logic here. And it's really, like, unfortunate because, like... It's just not... It's not true. It... it Even if it were true, it is, like, an unsympathetic and heartless way to look at the world and to look at traumatized people. And this game has no concept of, like... So one of the the things that's interesting about the book that neither of you (laughs) read, which is fine, I don't think it's that interesting, but... There's a lot of talk in this, like, religious text about mercy and the importance of, like, being merciful and, you know, um, t'was grace that taught my eyes to see and shit like that. Um, but, like, I don't think this game has any concept of, like, what mercy and justice really look like because, like, mercy in the eyes of this game is getting the opportunity to perhaps maybe go back to a commonwealth where none of the systems that sent you to the downside to begin with are gonna change you know mm-hmm. um and like erisa deserves justice and Volfred's whole thing should be about like Getting justice for her. Yeah. And why isn't it about for that about that?
0: It's not about justice. It's about personal freedom.
3: Yeah. Um. It's this like very like libertarian way of yeah, reactionary. Yeah. Yeah. Way of looking it's at like every.
0: Here's the thing that we mentioned before. Volford asked you, "What is freedom to you?" Yes. And you're given eight options. I think. Mm-hmm. I think it's eight. I it's think it's eight. eight. This is. A reference to Planescape Torment, where near the end of the game you are asked, what can change the nature of a man, and you get 18 options. Okay, okay. Yeah. It's a lot. Huh. Because there's at least one for each alignment, at least, I think. Okay. Um, and then some other, like, faction-based, I think, maybe influenced, like, things right. there. Um <clears throat> This is not that. <laughs> it does not have the breadth of answers either. No. Because all of them have to do with, like, personal freedom to do what? There's, yeah. like... To there's to like to love whoever you want. To not have to hide who you are. To, ha- to be able to do whatever you want with
1: your free time.
3: To travel where you want. Yeah, I was yeah, going to yeah, say, like, so
1: like all about, four of them are the same thing. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's all about personal freedom on, like, a very literal sense. Mm-hmm. Nothing about justice for oppressed people, nothing about, like, replacing oppressive systems, Mm -hmm. nothing material at all. Nothing about, like, the fact that when Tamitha, the, the sister, not the playable character, gets to go back and be liberated... She doesn't get to go home because she's the the commonwealth doesn't like Harps and gets her stuck in a bureaucratic nightmare so she can't even leave. She can't even go back to the other Harps.
3: Yeah, she essentially she's, walks out
0: of prison into another prison. She's detained indefinitely with no actual charge because of
3: like red tape. And like the game's the game's vision the game's vision is so limited because like so, part of the thing with the prison abolition movement is it's not enough to say, let's get rid of prisons tomorrow, you know? Because if we if we closed all the prisons tomorrow, like, crime would still happen, you know? If we abolished the police tomorrow, like, people would still hurt other people. Like, we need to address why does crime happen and what can we do about that and once once harm is caused how might we deal with that besides prisons this game doesn't have any vision of those sorts of things it says close the pri- it says close this prison the downside but don't but literally close it so none of these people are getting out which is horrific and monstrous and the fact that the, the people of the, the new Sarian Union, what was once the Commonwealth, um the the fact that everybody seems fine with that is horrifying. Everybody, they're just like, oh, let's just make a new state. Yeah, and like, I promise you that unless Volford's plan involves this sort of thought, they will just build new prisons that are very similar to the ones that we have. Because if you, because like, Prison is a mindset and a logic to society. It is like, and if you, you, if your entire thought process is, well, let's stop sending people to that prison, you're still going to send people to a new prison. Like, they, no one thinks for two seconds about how we could do something different. The the thing that makes this even worse is that
0: you can communicate between the two worlds, but you can't visit. Mm Mm-hmm. You can't move between... It's a one-way trip to the downside. But you can keep everybody informed and trade letters between the two. Because through imps. Which makes the whole thing so toothless. Because, like, there's no stakes. Mm -hmm. Like, There should be a complete cessation of contact. If you're not going to open it back up, then why allow characters to communicate
3: between... Not only can you communicate, you can sell goods. Yeah. Because, like, a bunch of characters get epilogues where they're like, oh, yeah, I opened a business where I would use the messenger imps to sell, like, luxury items from the downside to the commonwealth. And, like, so you can have trade back and forth. You can have this... You can make the downside economically dependent on you. (laughs) But you can't... um, get those people home? This is
0: why we were talking about Australia the night that I played it and like, finished it and, like, Autumn and I were talking about it, because it's like, it's just this other place that you sent all these people to uh,
1: and now you've decided to stop sending them there. But... It's, mm-hmm. it's so weird, because Wilfred doesn't even, he pays no service to anybody else who's in the downside. He does not fucking care. He cares about the people in no. the Commonwealth, but all the people who have already been, like, you know, sent down here, it's wild. I don't understand it. Like, Nora said, this Isn't game doesn't even have gums.
3: Another th- another thing that Volford's plan could be is Volford's plan could be fuck the Commonwealth. We're starting a new nation in the downside. Nur and I have been reading Elantris, and like it's so funny because um like the main character of Elantris shows up, and like they're essentially in like a similar situation where they're in this like impri- imprisoned in this city, and the main character shows up, and everybody's been in this. City prison for ten years, and he's the first guy who's like, "Hey, what if we started farms so we could grow food?" And it's like, "No shit." <laughs> yeah, like why is anybody like and what? What the fuck? Who? It's hey, it's been eight hundred and thirty years, and no one in the downside has ever thought, "What if we just started our own society?" I mean, what if we they grew have society. food? They have society. Yeah. They do that. Yeah, but like, but where is they, it?
0: There are villages. There are settlements. There are places where people live and have lives and congregate. But what? like those. But you don't actually get to see people like that right. because everyone is exiled as individuals. I assume there are towns and people that just are born in the downside. It's really but weird because Bert- they the never show it. Touch on that.
3: Yeah, Bertrand owns a small business, so all of those people have to live nearby and like, you know, a buy and sell goods or grow food or something. But yeah,
0: it's like I don't know what the point of the separation is as like a writer like why did you write it so that they could trade things between the two but you can't go there when like and i know why right actually because there's that article yeah there's an article i don't remember what website is on it might have been kotaku um about the on kotaku yeah developer explained why there's no best ending. Because they said that, um... Uh, we could have taken the story in the direction of, like, oh, everyone can go free now, or something like that, but it would have felt antithetical to what the story is really trying to explore. If you're seeing things in terms of good and bad, you have to broaden your frame of reference because in life it's rarely that cut and dry.
3: Shut the fuck up! The, the thing is... There are things that are cut and dry, because, like, Oralek was wronged and deserves to go free if that's what he wants. Also... And Arisa was wronged and deserves to kill her dad. Yeah. Why? I think... Imagine if Arisa wasn't killed
0: and had to just live with the harm that she had caused Oralek when he came back, and then you had to, like, rehabilitate these people who had done harm.
3: What if Arisa was the mega-pope? What? what if Erisa went back and they made her the mega pope because she joins the government and, like, she's the voice that you're hearing, you know? I mean, then you wouldn't, because you'd have to get. What uh, if she was anything besides act, so dead. You wouldn't get Rita? That's true.
1: <laughs> um, I guess my main question is, like, why isn't Orlok allowed to just go into the pool and get sent back after he is not dead? It is
0: not the will of the scribes to allow ascension
3: without the rites. But he did the right. <laughs> But he did do the right. Oh, we haven't talked about the very last choice in this game. No, not
0: yet. Should we do that? Yeah, it's the final liberation right. Yeah.
3: And you have to play against,
0: of course, Orelek. And the shimmer pool doesn't open.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And then after a minute, when you're like, everyone's like, oh, I guess we fucked up? Maybe yeah, it's I guess not that wasn't
1: work. the last one.
0: Uh, and then it opens, and the minstrel is like, oh, uh, this is weird, but anyone could go in, but only one person. So, uh, or like, like, wait, so that contest that we just had was, was pointless? Like, yeah, basically.
1: Legos, um, no, the person who won gets to choose the one person who goes in, which is the most yeah. cowardly answer possible, but whatever. And so you're
0: basically given the option of choose the person who you initially chose for this right. Choose Aurelec or choose yourself. Mm-hmm. Now, I had Volfred for this. Uh, not who I picked, but that's who was on the list. Who was your
3: last character to be liberated? So, I had Bertrude. My my last team, because I never lost a Liberation right, so I only had three people by the Same. end. And so I had Tizo, Zay, and Bertrude. And I, I knowing what the last choice was, because I'd played this game before, I was like it doesn't really matter. I'm gonna choose Bertrand because she's the first in the list. You know? None of... Sure. None of those three characters wanted to go home. Like... I mean,
1: Orlec did. Zay? Huh? Oh, you meant your three. You meant your three. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tizo, Bertrand, and Zay, none of them wanted to go home. They were all happier in the downside. <laughs> so. Yeah.
1: So... My last team uh, was... Gilman, Bertrude, and Tizo. Uh, and I just sent Gilman back, and then it was like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, I don't, want, I don't fucking want him.
3: <laughs> the thing you texted me was, spending eternity with Gilman sounds worse than anything <laughs> I can imagine.
0: <laughs> I stand by it. So, so who did everyone send back? Molly sent Gilman.
3: I sent Gilman. I, sen- I sent Orlac. I also sent Oralek. I was hoping you would choose re- the reader. I no, was hoping you would send back. Why would I do that? Um, no. you, the game does not give you a compelling choice at all no. for sending the reader back. Or Oralek, um, or- or- honestly. Be- what?
1: I don't think there is a compelling choice to send Oralek back. Who cares? He deserves it. Everyone he does. Got fucked over. Yeah, <laughs> but you can't make
0: that decision for everyone.
1: I can make it for Gilman. You can Gilman. Make
0: that decision for Orlec.
1: You can, but Gilman chose this. Okay, Gilman's a bad example. If I had chosen, <laughs> if there was <laughs> somebody else on my that, team. Yeah. My, if it was, if it was headwind, Yeah.
0: My point is that, yes, everyone has been fucked by the system, but Orlek was specifically fucked by another person when he was, com- like, complying
1: with what would have gotten him his freedom. Mm-hmm. Right, but why is he mad at me about it? Why isn't he killing? Why isn't he killing the people on the mountain? Like, what's what people on the mountain? Well, you know, like Celeste and whoever else is up there. I the, assume the immortal people. minstrels. Yeah, fuck that. that are Get like it. archangels. Yeah, I would fuck them up.
0: series of the scribes. Yeah, I don't know why he's not killing them. It seems like he's got
1: misdirected <laughs> anger
3: i think he's it's valid i think you're tone policing right now i I mean he does have misdirected anger because the person he should be mad at died yeah
0: (laughs) i mean what do you do with that anger i mean well i mean
3: like the whole i don't know i don't i feel
1: sympathetic towards him but it i also Mm -hmm. i'm doing a thing excuse me sir you had sure you could have come beforehand i don't know i mean like rights were happening I guess mm-hmm. not the Liberation right, Unless there were other Nightwings? Like, I don't know. The Liberation rights didn't kick up again after Auralec's, like, uh,
0: betrayal until you start.
1: In theory, sending somebody so- from my team back uh, prompts the destruction of the Commonwealth, which, in some way, perhaps, could mean Auralec can go back. Like, that's but my... En- well, yeah, I mean, that's not the point. That's my point. My point is like even if i send Orlok back what changes like it, it, it doesn't matter you get to you get to
0: make a an effort to try and make something better for a specific person who was wronged
1: right but i'm trying the, to make it better for everybody
3: mhm the other thing that i think I think the game wants you to send Oralek back, and I think the game, like, really heavily signposts that. Yeah, also, I
1: I texted Autumn, and I said, don't try and fucking manipulate me, video game.
3: Yeah, because the video game is, like, really heavy-handed about, like, like, oh, he deserves it, which I... I I don't disagree. I sent Oralek back... I sent Oralek back primarily because it was, like, the thing that made the most sense. I don't think the reader wanted to go back. My reader didn't fucking care about the Commonwealth. My reader wanted to just burn the whole thing down. That wasn't going to happen. Um, um, Bercher didn't care. And so I sent Orlek back because he was the one who wanted it here. Yeah, but, I guess that's fair. Um, I think the other, re- like, I think this is the reason that everything in that book is talking about the importance of mercy and, like, giving second chances because Solium Mur- was in the downside and nearly dead and got his second chance in life because of the mercy of, you know, the other scribes. Um, and so, like, Oralek is supposed to... So Selimur was a demon, and Orlek is supposed to mirror him, and so that's what it's going for, but I don't think it, like, I don't think it communicates that element of it very well. If the well. book
1: cares so much um, about mercy, why isn't he allowed to just get in the fucking pool? These, this the is thing. their this will. It doesn't make sense. I don't care
3: yeah this is the thing is that I think that like um the game has a like haphazard and like incomplete idea of like what these like big concepts it's trying to get at are It has a lot of vocabulary words that it's trying to pick at, but I think it is I think it is limited by like reactionary understandings of these sorts of things, and like there's no like. There's no material consequences to a lot of this stuff. Nora suggested a really interesting idea, which is that if you, the reader, sent, you know, a character back to the Commonwealth, you shouldn't get to know what their epilogue is. Like, you should click on them, and the epilogue should be...
0: They run their freedom. They earn their
3: freedom. You think of them often, you know? Um, I think... or if you go back to the Commonwealth and you want to see the epilogue for a character who stayed behind, you shouldn't get to know what that is. That's
0: because I don't think they should be able to just send letters between the two worlds and yeah. do trade between the two worlds. I think that there should be some consequence to things. Yeah,
3: so there's no there's no material consequence to these things, but there is this sort of, like, idealistic consequence of, oh, they they that person never got their freedom that they deserved. And, like, I don't know. Not to be glummy Toto, you can be free in the downside if you want. Like, there's literally there are no cops there to yeah, tell you. Yeah, I was gonna say if you anything, read. you
1: are more free in the downside to do what you
3: want. <laughs> so yeah, this is a
1: libertarian fantasy. The downside's perfect.
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, um, sending Wolfred back is like put is like forwarding the plan. mm Hmm. And Because he doesn't actually care about himself that much. Mm-hmm. When he states what he wants to get through the Scribe's Gate, because every character says who they are and what it is they want, uh, he says, I want to execute this plan so that we can all stand shoulder to shoulder on the other side in freedom. Mm-hmm. But, so, I felt that it was more important <laughs> to make a difference with an individual like Oralek... Mm-hmm. Than it was to help the plan more because I also I knew that like that wolford sending sending Volford back wouldn't have actually affected the plan very much.
3: Yeah, um, I I do think the game also has a maybe slightly more interesting ending if you send Volfred and like back. But to send both of them back you have to kind of defy Volfred's wishes earlier on yeah, because yeah. he does say, don't send me back because Until you have to. Until you have to because um so the game clearly wants the last decision to be to be between you, Volfred and like I think it's just a little more interesting because um like Wolfred, if you send him back, becomes like the first prime minister of this new um, Sarian Union is what it's referred to as. Um, I don't understand how it's different from the Commonwealth, but whatever. Um, it's beyond the scope of this paper. I, the, I, I literally understand <laughs> that the Commonwealth is like a the- theocratic bureaucracy and that the Sarian Union is like a liberal democracy, but I don't actually think there's a huge difference between a theocratic democracy and a the- theocratic bureaucracy. <laughs> yeah. Um. There's a lot of... T- Volfred does a lot of talking about how we need to get back to the old ways, and it's like the most reactionary. Like, it's the most explicitly reactionary. Yeah, we thing. all fucking
1: love the 1950s, Volfred. Uh-huh.
3: Thanks, cars. Um, and, like, the, the I guess, I think it's interesting because there's a couple lines in the epilogue about how yeah, Volfrid and uh, Orlec were able to reconcile because they were both on the same side of this thing, and they were able to hang out some, and, you know, they had a lot of private meetings, and I, you know, I just fill in some blanks in my head about them fucking... Yeah, That's naturally. It. Now, if you don't... There's a there's a bad ending here. Yeah, Molly, tell us tell us what happens if you, for example, send Sir Gilman home. If you don't send Oralek back, and you beat him in the right... Hmm. Because if you, I assume if you lose the right, I think, he just goes I assume home. He just
0: goes. He just know. goes. Yeah, I assume he'd go. Um,
3: but yeah, Molly, why don't you tell us what happens uh, if you win, but you don't send Orlec Uh, I'm trying to remember if anything special happened.
1: Didn't you say he kills himself? Oralek? Oh yeah, he threw himself yeah. off the fucking mountain again. <laughs>
3: I can't believe you forgot that I didn't care I about incensed. him very much
1: I don't I simply do not think about <laughs> That's.
3: <laughs> I was incensed I think that's a bad It's very
1: it's bad yeah I don't Think he should have done that I think he maybe could have You know stuck around and we would have done the freedom Thing together but whatever Sorry yeah, it's like, not my fault man I don't Know what to tell you
3: <laughs> Like he literally in that moment blames the Scribes and then I yeah. guess like well fuck The scribes gonna die now <laughs> Weird thing to do. I think it's not a not a very interesting ending, I don't think.
1: I'm sorry, I, mean, I, thought, I, I, I was thinking about Sir Gilman leaving, and I was like, no, he just left. What are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, if you were, like,
0: denied your chance to get out of the downside, thrown off a mountain, and, like, almost died, nursed yourself back to health, turned into a demon, and sort of went on this righteous crusade, and then also lost or was just denied... chance to go again knowing that this is the last time anyone can go back i would be pretty
1: distraught i gotta say Mm -hmm. my second crusade would not be well i guess i gotta do the rights again it would be fuck this whole thing what are we doing here well he doesn't just do the rights he fucks
3: with the rights yeah like a bit but he's still doing them but it's implied that him fucking with the rights is the reason that they're ending i mean good it's implied in one line and never followed up yeah i mean and Mm. that's
1: probably why i did not Think it was really that big a deal I mean fuck that Fuck the rights this all sucks Burn the whole thing down it does all suck it does The all right suck. thing to do is burn the whole thing down and we Do society in the downside or We build a bridge like what the Fuck why can't we just go to The Commonwealth I get that it's up in the sky or something But we have a flying wagon so What gives Im- It may
0: or may not be on a different planet. It's hard to say. It's really
3: hard to say. I want a map so (laughs) badly. I need
1: a map now. It's so fucking weird because you can communicate back and forth. It cannot be that far away. It cannot be that
3: far away. A little funny guy is able to fly back and forth. For funsies. You know? Just for funsies. It cannot be that far
1: away. I reject the entire premise of this whole thing. This doesn't make any fucking sense. It makes me mad when I think about it. Because you just you just take the people in the downside who want to go back and you're already, like, setting up a revolution. You just do it from both sides. That's all you have to do. If you're already doing it, why are we sending back one person at a time? Like, what is going on here? Because that's
0: how the rights go.
1: Right, but why
3: are we it's, doing the rights? It, it,
0: it wants to set up the, the storytelling like arc of we have to participate within this framework of rules to to like do a thing but our actual end goal is to remove the framework that's what that we're under the whole time but actually you don't end up doing that and you don't end up casting off the structures that are around i know it's driving me
1: up the wall is the thing that's why i'm so mad at this game is because it's like so it's yeah. so clear how do you write this and then not go well guys i
3: think we forgot that you could just do revolution like what the fuck why are we doing this this uh, okay here's the other thing is that i I didn't know this until this time going through the game so if you because you you've got your what is it in mass effect you're like war readiness your meter. yeah yeah um you got your like in what game in mass effect what's that <laughs> uh, so it's a sci-fi trilogy. Um, oh, that sounds neat. Yeah, it's from by Bi- Bioware. They did they did um, those Baldur's Gate games.
0: Bio beware! You're <laughs> in for a
3: scare. I love you so much. It's Christmas.
2: <gasps>
3: um, so it, you have that in this game, and basically what that determines is how how good. The ending is if you're more prepared for the plan you get a better ending than if you're less prepared what does that mean you might ask what is a good ending in this framework well it's how much violence there was in the revolution the revolution always happens in every ending the revolution happens oh my god but if it's a bad ending there's a lot of violence and if it's no book, that's it's-
0: not quite how it goes I'm trying to find the description of the different endings. Because there are three endings.
1: The description I got, which I assume is the good ending since I was able to send everyone back, uh, is Mm -hmm. that there was exactly one protest and then the people in charge went, fuck, we fucked up, and they left. And that's it. Yes, And that's it. And then we built society again.
3: Yes. This is what I also got.
1: The other
0: two endings are one, the one that I got, which is the there was a riot and it turned into like a big messy ordeal and on top of that the high wing high wing remnants high wing remnants attacked in the middle of it and everything went to shit mm-hmm. but eventually when the dust settled we all came together ending. and and formed the Sarian Union R- real quick
3: in in the ending that Molly and I got like this whole process takes a week. And the ending that you got, it takes a year before society is, like, recovered. So.
0: And the third ending, which is the worst ending, is that the riot is immediately uh, crushed okay. by the Commonwealth. And they're set to exile everyone involved the next day. And that day is when the High Wing Remnant attack. And they completely wipe out the commonwealth and then eventually the Sarian union is is like born of the ashes but they are not taken down by revolution they are simply conquered mm-hmm. and, and replaced what the fuck by... yeah
3: that's dumb
0: so it's just like how early do the high wing remnants come into the fight do they not come at all do they come in after everyone lost or do they come in in the middle
3: that's dumb. That's so,
1: because st- as far as I can tell, the Harps did nothing wrong, right? Uh,
0: they said we don't want to
1: be in this. They said no, we don't want to be a part anymore, of the Commonwealth, and the Commonwealth said we, we were, like, cutting are cutting your, your wings off. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um. Also, why does the Commonwealth have power to send people into exile? Uh, not people, but I mean, like just the Harps specifically because they're not part of the commonwealth so why the the
3: commonwealth sees the harps as part of their dominion the harps disagree much like the earth federation sees all of the colonies <laughs> in their... space as their dominion and zeon says no side seven is not you know
0: so anyway there should have been a big toilet lever that flushes the entire commonwealth into the dead side <laughs> yeah there we go you just have to drop everything.
3: Oh, oh. Also, even in our ending, our our good ending that we got, um, the, it is touched on that all the politicians either, all the politicians either like renounced their ways or got exiled. <laughs> or are they just fucking yeah. Or some of them just laughed. <laughs> so so, it is just mentioned offhandedly that. Oh, yes, we did start a new society where we got rid of exiling people. No more exile. Except for these guys. But in the process, we did exile a couple people, which,
1: like... Well, we just made a mini prison. It's not like a real prison. It's just, like, for six people. They all stay there, and we do need guards for it, and you can't go in. But...
3: I just need the game to be consistent about the things that it believes. Because if... If exiling people is this like ultimate sin of terrible evilness then maybe founding your new society that is if you found a new society based on we're not going to do this anymore it seems bad to found it on oh we did exile the people who were stopping us from doing that though <laughs> seems bad I don't know
0: this is only i mean like it wouldn't it would make sense if it was killing them like yeah yeah why aren't they killed just the killed we killed the people who were killing people. That makes some more they, sense than they. We fucking hate, exile yeah, they
1: fucking hate. Yeah, they fucking hate violence in this game. This game is extremely anti-violence in a way that is antithetical to revolution.
3: Yes, and that's the thing. That's what I always. This is the reason that I brought the game because I was like, oh, we're going to talk about like the necessity of violence for revolution. It's just that it took us so long to get there because everything else in this game is fraught.
0: <laughs> the only person in this game who's actually killed somebody is the most evil to the game person. Yeah. Who's Erisa?
3: Yeah. She's the only character that, that... She's the only character that did violence that was not state-sanctioned. Because yes. Jodario has killed people. Yeah. Yes. Hedwin was a soldier. He's killed people. Gilman's a soldier. seems like he was
0: kind of a shit soldier. Well, yeah. <laughs> but it was
3: his job yeah. to kill people. Yeah. Uh, Gilman was a soldier. He has presumably killed people.
0: But yeah, we have a lot uh, of ex-cops in the in the in the team.
3: All that's fine because the Commonwealth approved of that killing.
0: That's not a crime.
3: Yeah. But all that is it's not just that's not a crime. All of that is fine in the moral universe of because no one as bad as killing is, no one seems to question Jodariel's history as a soldier. You know, oh. at the blood border No,
1: and I mean, like, her and Tamatha or, or, uh, Pamatha Don't get along at first Like, they won't mm-hmm. do rights together But then, like, you know uh, After one round, <laughs> they go off and fuck And they're like, alright, we can do it now It's fine they, It's, it's
0: an it's a uh, interesting
1: Oh, they can do scene. it <laughs> <laughs> They both storm off,
0: and then, like uh, It says, like, a while later They both show back up And they're like, eh, we worked it out yeah, Pamphlet just goes, well, I don't think I made it any worse. <laughs> the only other thing I have is the quote about the Commonwealth that is in every time you mouse over the word Commonwealth, which is founded on principles of mercy and kinship, whose exact meanings evolved through many centuries, which is their one little sort of gesture at maybe they're a little hypocritical.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: They don't even say what? that. Oh. The, it, Listen, I don't need every game to be, like, a a marxist Leninist, maoist or whatever. Like, I don't need... But, like, it's... There's this really frustrating, like, thing from people who don't have any sort of, like, Marxist background where contradictions in society are not, like... People see contradictions in society as hypocrisies you know that like oh the the commonwealth is being hypocritical and not that society is structured in contradictory ways because those contradictions can be exploited for the gain of the ruling class
1: yeah
0: (laughs) yeah and like this game is like nominally leftist They say the word revolution.
3: They... I think this game believes that it is leftist, and it is, like, really conservative and really reactionary.
0: Yeah, but but also, like, you know, a lot of games are leftist, if you want to take, like, that approach. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that they have an ideology. That doesn't mean that they actually are, like... Like, plenty of games... And movies and things will point out flaws of neoliberalism or dangers of fascism without ever offering a sort of alternative mm-hmm. or a remedy to either mm-hmm. of those. It is merely do good neoliberalism. Yes. yes. So that it doesn't turn into fascism this time. Yes. This is what Star Wars does.
3: This is this is what um I just had a I mean this is in some ways, this is the this is our favorite scene in any movie ever, the Maitzarona, where he says, "Here's why democracy is bad, and that's why we should replace it with monarchy." <laughs>
0: here's why representative democracy is bad.
3: Yeah, this game is here's why, um, like democracy is bad, or, or, or here's why like bureaucracy and um, like you know appointed leaders are bad. But if you just replace it with elected leaders who want the same things and do the same things that's it's good actually Mm
0: -hmm. you're you are heard Mm -hmm. your voice matters
3: the the good ending for so many people is that they opened businesses yeah like three different characters get that ending (laughs) (laughs) are we done email I mean, there's questions but i think we're ready for emails yeah Oh, sorry, one last thing. This game is nothing like NBA Jam. Stop saying <laughs> that. It's nothing like NBA Jam. It's nothing Jam. like NBA Jam. Nothing like NBA Jam. People should play NBA Jam. It's
1: a great game. Yeah, every time I played this we game, talk- I just was missing NBA Street the whole time. We were
0: talking NBA about- Street's great. We were talking about how this is more of a football game than a basketball game.
3: Yeah, because this game is about, like, you know, you get the ball, and you want to advance it down the field. Yeah. Um and you need to control territory and like it's also a little bit like um it's blocking and tackling like, yeah it's uh, it's it's not just american football because there's like tackling or, well there's um it's football dodgeball lasers yeah like it's possessions can change more quickly than it does in american football but none of it is basketball because basketball is about like movement and art <laughs> and this is a very slow game. No one controls space in basketball, or they do. Like Steph Curry controls space, but not in the way that like this game has that. It's not
0: space denial.
3: Yeah, yeah. And, like, it's the there's one character the, that if Steph space Curry's denial. standing there, you have to go guard him because he <laughs> because can he'll shoot. shoot
0: from anywhere. But no, because that's the opposite. That's the opposite. <laughs> yeah. Because in Pyre, if you're standing there, they can't stand there right because that's the whole thing with the aura is like this is your area this is your territory you have to move your territory toward theirs and like advance down the field which uh, that is every sport i guess
3: is advancing down the field to take the thing to the thing but but (laughs) but in basketball i get my turn on this side of the court and then you get your turn whereas this game has it like kind of like it's more fluid where like oh i had the orb and then you took it from me and there's a Yeah. So, ultimately,
0: um, it's not a sport.
3: It is a sport. It's just not a very good one. It's nothing like NBA Jam, though. Absolutely zero things like NBA Jam. No similarities. Stop saying that. Please watch sports. Please
1: watch sports. They're fucking good. I'm begging you. They're fucking good. I love sports.
0: (sighs) Our first email comes from Faust. Says, Pyre seems cool and the antler lady is really hot, but I'm very bad at the fake basketball I keep losing. This isn't the first time I've gotten really invested in the game I'm very bad at. Undertales tied with two other games for my all-time favorite, but every time I play it I died in absolute 800 times. I'm pretty sure based on reputation vibes, Molly has never been bad at a video game. But Nora, how many games are there that you like but are very bad at?
3: Can I also answer this? Yeah. Sure. Uh, Dark Souls. Mm. You do yell at that one. I do yell at that game. But it's fine, I just grind in Dark Souls a lot. It's fine, because it's just my audiobook game. Yeah, because you could you do know? that. I
0: had a, such a frustrating time with Pyre, because it's just too fucking hard. Mm-hmm. I just started losing all the time, and... Tough, you know? I lost two liberation rights.
3: I I also think that if you lose a bunch of, like, regular season games, the game should lock you out of doing liberation rights. I just think that's more interesting. I would
0: love to do less content in the game because I'm bad at it.
3: (laughs) Yeah, okay, that's fair. I guess that's not what people want from a video game. It's just what I want from a sport. Um, You want, like, a loser's bracket? No, I don't want a loser's bracket. I think if you, like... No,
1: it's weird that the Patriots say, go to the Super Bowl every year. Is what we're is what. It's weird
3: that the Patriots go to the Super Bowl every year.
0: Anyway, I don't know if there are any games that I'm that I like, but I'm very bad at. Maybe Rogue counts, but like, I
1: don't. Know. I don't think you're bad at Rogue. I think it's hard to be bad at Rogue. I don't know if you can be bad at Rogue. Sure, you can. You can be bad at anything.
3: <laughs> bad at so many things.
1: I don't know if that's necessarily true. Uh I think I don't I don't know how to answer this
0: because most games I play are one-time things, not things that I replay or go back to or spend a lot of time on. Like Rogue is the closest I've had come in a long time to having a game that I come back to again and again. Yeah. So if I'm bad at a game, I usually don't finish it. And that's different, I feel like. Uh so I guess chess is my answer. Okay. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. this one comes in from alex do you want to read the whole one all the emails or do you yeah want to take this one
3: yeah so <laughs> i so full disclosure i had been wanting to say that thing about nba jam for a while and forgot until i remembered that this was one of the emails we got uh alex says hi molly and nora it's time to talk about nba jam <laughs> i remembered that line and that's where i was like i, I just went off Sorry, Alex, it's not about you, it's about the general discourse. This is my third time playing Pyre. The first time I hated it because I was terrible at the NBA game that is core to the whole of the thing and suffered through the end. The second time I turned the difficulty down and had a great time. This time I loaded the game and sat staring at the title screen for several minutes and staring at the burning books and the lonely figure of the reader standing at the cusp of what the uh, is probably the opening to the pit of the downside. And it was here, after the year I've had of political education and action, that I realized that Pyre is about prison abolition. Hot take, I know, but I think that the way this year has gone has let me finally sit down and absorb what the game has been saying this whole time. The fact that the rights exist uh, because a bunch of rich people had a Burning Man one time uh, had a Burning Man one time, <laughs> so a De- uh, and decided it was a great way to rehabilitate people is something that I think I'm angry about. Um, more angry than the asshole who mocks me and changed the law so that the ability to know the rules of the NBA Jam and this get out of uh, life sentence was illegal. Um, maybe I'm just distrustful of the spiritual cast of the whole thing, especially since the scribes who pitch this as a mercy have a bunch of people locked in a crystal forever. Questions: Did you let rookie keep the mustache?
0: Yes. Yeah. No.
3: I. Yeah. Okay. Did you show mercy during the final rites? We answered that. Um, Not willingly. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: so d- to, to clarify, the people that I sent back that weren't on the Nightwings were Tamitha mm-hmm. and the Fate,
1: which is Old dog. Oh, the Old Dog guy. I yeah. love Old dog And guys. his Nightwing son, guy.
0: Uh, Almer. And if, you, if he gets liberated he passes it to his son and kicks him into the pool oh that's cute and makes him go back and then dalbert uh it just says and then his years finally caught up with him because he's Aww. an old dog oh he's very old Aww. his name is old heart yeah
3: um does the marriage of basketball and visual novel work for you we've talked a lot about this but like do you think do you like the like action gameplay segment that breaks up the visual novel stuff
0: it's fine
3: i i do i have tried a couple times to like get into visual novels and it's never quite clicked for me and i think having like a little bit of gameplay stuff to break it up i think
0: that if this game were a better visual novel maybe i would be more interested in it But it's like uh the part where you just don't know anything about anyone half the time yeah everybody is too secretive yeah my my
1: answer is i wish this was a better visual novel yeah i would rather it
0: be a better visual novel than a better basketball
3: yes yes the basketball is serviceable and for me you know i know i just went on a whole thing about this as basketball but whatever uh molly do you want to take this
0: one from jen
1: sure from jen um Back when I played Pyre in 2019, I immediately warmed to the intrepid cast and wanted them to succeed at all costs, but it felt like that put me at odds with one of the late game's most significant mechanics. Win or lose, the story goes on, but who wins determines who gets to leave exile and potentially fight against the status quo. When the reality of the situation dawned on me, I took it upon myself to ensure I won every match no matter what. One opponent proved to be the exception where I wanted to give the Elder son a second chance, but this approach ensured that I never played with any of the interesting match modifiers that they introduced. As a consequence, I feel like the nuanced story around me boiled down to win or lose conditions, and the sprawling world shrunk in size. When the stakes were revealed to each of you, did you feel locked into winning every single match, aside from one or two instances where you cared for one of the opponents, and do you feel like this approach discouraged you from using the constellations to add new
3: restrictions to every match? So, the the second part of the question is really easy for me to touch on, because I added new restrictions because I was getting a little bored of the the game, and I was just like, I'm going to ratchet up the difficulty because, like, I want to, like, enjoy that part of it more. Um, uh, for me, um, I, I definitely had a very similar experience my first time. My second time, I hit a place where I was like, "Oh, none of these none of these regular season games matter they don't matter at all. The liberation rights matter they they do matter mm-hmm. because they affect the other team's
1: standings
0: right, but I yeah but can, like you'll i'm you'll always make it to the liberation rights, but you can like, oh, right now, the withdrawn are gonna be the ones to get the liberation right. Let me squash them now." So yes. that the Pyre hearts can be the ones at the Liberation Rides.
3: And that I did do a little bit of that my first time through the game. This time, I was just like, um I don't know, I was I just did really well at the video game part of it, and so I was never worried about who I would play in the in the liberation right. Yeah. Um, must
0: be nice. <laughs>
3: um and so when you don't care about that, the, the like, non-liberation rights don't matter. And so, like, I... I oh, I, I, I had thought of a point, and I was going to say it, which I think you would kind of touched on a little bit earlier. One of the things in the marketing for this game is that, um, you know, even if you lose, the story goes on. And I remember them making a big deal about... Even if you lose, the story continues, and you don't have to win every one. But I don't think that—I think the way that they arrived at that was that, um, like, just making things not matter a lot of the time. And so I think when they came at Hades— they wanted to keep doing that idea of even when you die the story goes on and the story you have to die to make the story progress but um i think Hades is trying to come at like this same problem a second time and it sounds like a little more successful at solving that problem it's a much bigger
1: success because roguelikes are built on that
3: yes yes
1: so that you know that that style of game suits what they're doing much better
0: yeah what if Pyro was a roguelike? I would be miserable. Where you had to play games in different seasons and there was always new... I mean, that'd be kind of cool,
1: teams. but it would be... It wouldn't be the same game. It it couldn't be the same yeah. game.
3: I yeah. would just go back to playing Frozen Endzone. That game's great. <laughs> People should play Frozen Endzone.
1: I would simply play Hades. Um, I don't know.
0: Uh... Yeah, to answer Jen's question, I didn't fuck with the
3: Constellations at all because I was already losing all the time. <laughs> oh, they they might have renamed Frozen Endzone to Frozen Cortex. I got that game in Early Access. I know earlier I said I don't play games in Early Access, but... And yet... And for... yet, you live... Frozen Synapse... Frozen Synapse is a really good game. It's a really good tactics game. And then they made a sports version of it. Oh. It's great.
1: Yeah. And yet, you live and, in a um, society.
3: I live in a
0: society. I didn't... I didn't have any plans for letting people go other than my own
1: teammates, but I knew that somebody would need to go. Mm -hmm. Um, I simply did not care about any of my opponents. Uh, The the old dog man is as close as I got, and I was like, well, I don't care about you that much. Like, you're a cool old man,
3: but I don't like you enough to let you go ahead of my people. I cared about them, but only because I played them enough times that... um, zay and um his son like became friends and so there was a little bit of an I, of like oh they had a really they like got along really well after that.
1: i forgot that happened and i sent zay home and then the <laughs> fucking went up with them later they were like oh where'd she go i was like uh,
3: oh no
1: well no she's at home um, chilling
0: yeah i I just, I did care about the characters. I don't know what to tell you, Molly.
1: I care, I care. Here's the thing about me is I care about my people much more than I care about anyone else, so. Uh, the two that I ended
0: up sending were Tamitha and Almer, which are both the best case results. Yeah, that's that's about as good as you can that, do. So. Olivia writes, Hey gamers, I liked Pyre well enough when I played it back in the day. Didn't have time to replay it because at some point I interpreted a January episode as recording in January, not releasing in January. I don't know much to say as a result, but I was wondering if either of you spent much time with Sandra, particularly if you did a romance, what you thought of it. No, I didn't. but We talked about...
3: I love Sandra. The, the, I love Sandra. Uh, her romance is definitely the best part of this game. Uh, I had a pretty bad time with this game this time around, but finishing out the Sandra storyline a couple days ago did make me warmer on the entire game because I (laughs) just love her. The scene where um, she's just like, do you want to just hang out in the crystal with me? And, like, the whole screen turns black except for, like, her character portrait and the text box. And it's just like, you two just, like, hang out and are quiet. Yeah. It's just really good. It's good. It's just, there's, um, there's a thing in this game it does a lot, especially at the end, where it's like, there's like some shimmering stuff at the bottom, and then there's like text in the center of the screen, and I think it's trying to evoke some stuff that happens in Earthbound, and none of that actually evokes Earthbound for me. But the being silent with Sandra moment did because um, the thing that is defining of Earthbound to me is like a kindness. And like, that is like the kindest thing that you do for someone in this game is just hang out with Sandra for five minutes.
1: Yeah. Love Sandra. I love Sandra podcast.
0: Last email comes from Hannah. Uh, hi Molly and Nora uh love you nerds the guest from your last episode sounds hot she was mm-hmm. <laughs> why do you think people rush to proclaim games like this as cohesive radically anti-capitalist and anti-imperialist statements rather than flawed stories that gesture towards some leftist ideas but don't really get there i've noticed it a lot recently in both video game and tabletop spaces do you think it's just that people are starved for art that isn't explicitly neoliberal or fascist and they'll take what scraps they can get or is it something more
1: Uh, I think, um, first of all, this is beyond the scope of this podcast. However, um, (laughs) I do think that people are desperate for the scraps they can get, for sure. Because, like, and also, uh, you remember the things you like better than the things you don't in your memory when it comes to, like, games and books and things Mm -hmm. like that. Uh, or I, I tend to, or I try to, um, because, you know, Mm -hmm. this might be something that have put you on a path towards, like, going somewhere that isn't. Like, liberal, or, you know Maybe it puts you towards reading The Communist Manifesto or some shit like that Uh, Mm -hmm. but I, you know, people want to remember these things Without flaws, because it's nice to have Something that doesn't have flaws in it Uh, but unfortunately, Mm -hmm. that's never true Or at the very least It's like, "Eh, it's not perfect But hey, it's a communist game Yeah, and it's not even, and the bummer Is like, it's not even that
3: Yeah, Um it's what you wish it was. So, I have a shit post answer and I have like an actual answer. Mm-hmm. To, um, I would like both, thank you. Uh post answer is, I love Lancer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Lancer,
0: everyone's favorite communist tabletop RPG about checks notes the communist
3: civilization to the wasteland. The com. <laughs> the communist the state. <laughs>
0: Sorry.
3: Yeah. Right. Um, so I don't think this game claims to be anti-imperialist, but I think it, I, I, I think Hannah is getting at a broader trend. Yes. Um, it's also
0: mm. worth noting that this came out in 2017 was, you know, there has been a certain trend post 2016 mm-hmm. in things like this, but this was written probably before. Can, can
3: I say another mean shit post answer yeah. here? Which is that this game is not anti-imperialist and does not try to be anti-imperialist because in 2017... Dia had not taught video games about what colonialism God. is. <laughs> no one knew what it was until Dia <laughs> showed up. <laughs> yeah. Um.
0: You think they know now? No. No, but they think they do. Yeah, they pretend. Um, they pretend. Um. Are you excited for uh, Horizon Two: Dawn Forbidden West.
3: So so. I I think Hannah is just talking about a general trend here, and I think this ga- I think this game thinks that it is like leftist and perhaps anti capitalist. the The interesting thing about um like thinking about this game, if you think about this game and the word imperialism for two seconds, you start to ask yourself, Hey, are there p- any people who are indigenous to the downside? Like, are there th- any people who were there before? I thought that
0: Solium Mur encounters people. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they were there before the Commonwealth, yeah. or like the whatever empire preceded the Commonwealth started sending people. There. I don't think it's. Explicit. I thought that, I thought that the Crones were indigenous to the downside, but I guess not. Like it's, because uh, if, if I think if no one is indigenous to the downside and there's no escape from it, then what is it? Who
1: built the temple like, back to
0: the Commonwealth? the scribes okay yeah
1: sure the eight like,
0: scribes and solia went on
1: adventures and killed a bunch of big demons mm-hmm. and then that made a temple no they made the temple i mean i know that no. the sites of the rites are where the demons died it's clearly demon corpses
0: yeah but um yeah also did either of you get a uh a right where you didn't have an opponent yes
3: no, no, you told me about that, and I wished that had happened.
0: My me. last rite before the final Liberation Rite was with uh, the Pyre Hearts, and they just didn't show because they knew that there was no way for them to win and get to the Liberation Rite.
1: Yeah, I um, I had the... are they called the Chastity? Yes. Yeah, I, I went to try and fight them because I wanted Manly to not ever be able to go to a Liberation Rite.
3: Right, yeah. My... My, um... You gotta lock
0: up the chastity.
3: <laughs> yes. My my last right. I thought about this some more, my last right would have been against, um, the old dog and his son, mm-hmm. and so my guess is that, like, the more characterful thing is that they're gonna show up, because they like doing the rites for, like, the religious right. yeah, they're, aspect they're the religious. of it team they're they're the most religious team and so it would make sense that like oh maybe those ones show up even if they're they know they're eliminated um, um they can't even play Kingmaker. Yeah, the other the other thing that you think about if you think about this game and imperialism for two seconds is wow the whole like sending people downriver thing a little bit of some, some fraught imagery there maybe we could have Yeah. About that. <laughs> No good. <laughs> um but to 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 answer Hannah's broader question, uh I think it's I think it's a couple things. I think it's that um people are I think a lot of people really want their games and their like fiction um to have ideology because like reading the communist manifesto is work you know not like it's labor but like it is you have to think about it a little yeah, more but it and so fucking i think bangs. a lot of people i <laughs> it does fucking bang the specter is haunting europe <laughs> that's how it opens um i think that people like want their entertainment to provide this sort of um this sort of function of, um, like, having ideology because it sure does make everything more expedient. I mean... It's easy. Yeah, you're right. Of,
1: it is easier than reading the Manifesto or whatever.
3: Um, I, I don't want to belittle people who haven't read the Communist Manifesto. Like, I think, whatever, you're valid if you haven't read if you haven't read Mao's Little Red Book. I also just think that, like, the there is a desperation for scraps because there is a, like, being anything more than anti-capitalist just makes you really grumpy because then you... <laughs> it's very easy to say capitalism is bad. It's very difficult to figure out what do you do next? And then once you do, mostly you just become an asshole. Do like you me. Mean to figure out what is to be done. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. I needed a joke to end my whole little diatribe there. So. Yep. Um, that's it. I think that's everything.
0: That's Pyre. That's Pyre. We have started the new year. With uh, trying not to play more big, huge AAA games, um, and the thing is, is that uh, indie darlings aren't going to save us from bad video games. Turns out, <laughs> from like or rather, lack of ideology in video games or bad ideology in video mm-hmm. games. Yeah. Um. So that's Pyre. Next month, we will be playing The Banner Saga, which I'm excited to get to. It's a tactics game. Uh, I was not informed game.
1: that this was a tactics you game. You were
0: informed multiple times. I was <laughs> never
1: informed.
3: She's lying. I can't wait to make Molly play Tactics Ogre Let Us Cling Together.
1: I don't know. Maybe it's good. I don't Fuck, I don't know. I'll, I'm going to play the video <laughs> game. I'll tell you if it's good.
0: We'll find That'll out. That'll be out February 1st, Uh, and the one after that, in March, will be Radical Dreamers, the um, companion to Chrono Trigger and Chrono Cross, which is the uh, Super Famicom text adventure.
1: Right, I need to play Chrono Trigger, probably.
0: You don't have to. I probably should, though. It's not really, it's not directly related. It's more related to Chrono Cross. You should play Chrono Trigger, because it's a great game. That's what, yeah, that's that's the other thing, is it
1: just needs to be on my list. Anybody, uh, hey, (laughs) Nord. do you have a favorite game from this year?
3: My favorite well, game that you played this year is Dishonored.
1: Well, not from our just record. in general. What's my game of the yeah, year? We
3: said we were going to do this. Yeah. I know. Can I say mine while North yes. Yeah. Final Fantasy VIII. I played that game this year. It changed my fucking life. I fucking love Final Fantasy VIII. It's so good. I could have answered
1: that for you. Yeah, everybody <laughs> could. I've been talking about Final
3: Fantasy VIII nonstop since I played it.
1: I guess Rogue. I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. Um what games yeah. did I play this year? Who can tell me? I, I I couldn't. That's why I keep a list of the games
3: I played this year. We both stopped doing that spreadsheet because uh COVID happened. Yeah,
0: COVID happened. Let's see what what are we what do we got? What video games are on here? Uh we've got no players online. Uh and then we've got Time Spinner. That was a good game. Time Spinner's game. a good game. I started Final Fantasy 7 in February never finished it. Uh FF7 Remake, I played in four days. (laughs) Nightmare. Final Fantasy Adventure, I still haven't beaten. You really liked Final Fantasy Adventure, though, what you played about. Yeah, it's really good. I'm also liking um, Fire Emblem Shadow Dragon and the Sword of Light, the first Famicom Fire Emblem. Uh, There's also uh, an... A visual novel on itch that I played called A New Life that was re- really really uh, impactful for me personally, uh, and I had a good time with that and cried. Yeah. Um, that one's a it's an intense one. It's about it's actually about COVID, but I didn't know that going in. Oh, kind that's of. fair. It's kind of about COVID. Um. Anyway, uh, my counter question to you, um. What's your favorite journal game that we've covered from Outer Worlds through Andromeda? Am I allowed to
1: say what my favorite game of the year was first? Yeah, sure. Uh, It was probably (laughs) Hades. It's really fucking good. Thanks, Supergiant, for doing one good thing. (laughs) Um, My favorite journal game we played this year? Uh, Probably Mm -hmm. Dishonored 2. That's a good one. Yeah, it's fucking good is the thing. Uh, I think I was blown away by the level design. Even still, I think about it. I'm like, damn, all those levels are fucking good. I think Knife of Dunwall is better, but... Mm, Okay. I just like Dowd. I like Dowd, listen. I fucking love that guy. You know us, Dowdheads on this podcast. Uh, Also... Dowd fan club.
0: I have been thinking about Outer Worlds, like... No! (laughs) Stop! Love yourself. (laughs) I just wish that, like... It was Elder Scrolls was the scale of Outer Worlds.
1: Like, make it smaller. Make it smaller. I like them smaller. That's fair. I wished it was bigger. Outer Worlds. Oh, I wish it was bigger and better. But it has to be better before it's bigger first.
0: Yes, I would rather focus on better before yes. bigger.
3: Yes. <laughs> well, that's not very Todd Howard of you. <laughs> uh, I also don't like bugs. So
1: yeah, hmm. let's wrap up this podcast. Yeah. yeah. What has this been? Uh, this I well I said at the beginning. This One is week the pod.
0: Well, I didn't hear you because there was somebody in my ear yeah, all meowing. night. It was me. I, I guess I'm now ear. they're
1: meowing. They're meowing. There's a there's a fucking cat on our podcast.
0: <laughs> oh Jesus! There's no cats allowed on the podcast. That's not true. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> what do we say every month? Uh, Are we not doing
3: plugs? Oh, okay. Autumn, where oh, can we find you on the okay. internet? I, sorry I didn't mean to interject if you don't do plugs on this podcast no, I, think please, do. I have to work in the morning so please do <laughs> your plugs <laughs> uh, you can find me on twitter at a ton underscore coffee and you can listen to hot singles my music podcast at exportodd.io slash hot singles yeah uh,
0: molly hit him with the plug you can
3: find me at
1: your friend molly on twitter with a y-e-r you can find me at audioentropy.com uh, and listen to idle on playtest thank you
0: follow me on twitter at neither nora find stuff i do at norablake.online you can find the show at uh the second best game. Club.
1: that's so true uh
0: it's and so also funny. follow it on twitter at journal updated uh we take questions and stuff from the twitter account as well i don't think we got any dms or replies this time i do not believe we did no, but, you know, if you wanted to, you could do that if you didn't want to do an email. Uh, and expertodd.io slash video will take you to export video. The YouTube channel Autumn and I do, and I play Rogue on there sometimes.
3: Curly and I have made a plan for the new year. I won't say what it is because uh, we're figuring out the scheduling still, but we have a plan for what Well, to- is it like playing Rogue? It's very similar to playing Rogue, actually. Oh, interesting. We're going to play a game. We're going to cooperatively play a game that is like Rogue.
0: There's no game like Rogue.
3: (laughs) So if you, you, dear listener, can think of any sort of timely roguelike that has co-op, you might see that on the... Why were
0: you humming the Indiana Jones
3: theme earlier? Is that related to this? No, but I... Sometimes you just hum the Indiana Jones theme. Uh, sometimes <laughs> you just hum... Sometimes you just think, ah, oh, wouldn't it be fun if I took a golden idol and a boulder roll that <laughs> <time?"> Two. <laughs> I love you.
0: I love you too. This has been the pod. This, is,
1: this was the pod. This journal... Consider
0: this journal... Updated.
3: Updated. Uh. Updated my journal.
1: I don't know what that was. I've updated my updated journal. I've updated my journal. journal.